the last. The last episode was the panel, but the last time we actually got on Skype and recorded was uh, what? November. No, November was the panel, wasn't it? No, October. we did one in we did one in October and November. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. So it's been still a while though. This is episode one ninety nine. Whoa. We're getting ever so close to two hundred. God, we got to we got we got to plan something special for the two hundredth. I mean that that's monumental. Yeah, I mean those live episodes are always a good time. Mm-hmm. Jason's dreading it right now. He's like, "God damn it, not another live episode." I'm actually going into a coma right now. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so how you guys been, man? It's been been a while. I know Jason, you and I talk quite a bit, but uh, how's everyone else been? Ben, you been well? Yeah, things have been really well. Lots and lots of gaming, lots of uh, free time, which I've been enjoying. So lots to talk about. Good. And Pete? Yeah, it's been sporadic for me, but you know, I've been getting back into some of the weird obscure games lately and finding my way back in there into this crazy console generation that uh, we're going to be talking about tonight. So but it's going well. Good. Good. It feels I mean, good to be back. It does. Back in the good. saddle. Feels so good to be I back. Miss you guys. I miss you guys. Mm-hmm. And the audience definitely misses us too. I know a lot of people, I mean, you guys got approached a lot at, at your conventions with people asking about all gen gamers, but I certainly have been getting a lot of people asking when we were coming back. So it feels good to finally, you know, be back in the saddle and doing this. I really missed it. Yeah, I have to say every convention that I was at um, over the last year, everybody was like, I, almost everybody that I ran into, I'd say at least 50% of the people would mention the podcast. Yeah, that's totally a fair statement yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, Jason and I went to the SoCal Retro Gaming Expo, I don't know, a couple months ago when God. people were coming up to us. And Pretty much all When's the show coming. coming back? We miss it. And you know oh. what? We're like, we're trying, we're trying. It's hard. Da, 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 da. Well, not know? only that, but then we'd get together and record an episode, and then we were having that problem with iTunes, where for months, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. months and months, we could not figure out why the episodes were not appearing on iTunes, which, you know, a lot of people use to download podcasts. It's kind of not feasible or, you know, it's it's not expected of people to always go to our website and manually download the episodes, which was the only way you can get them. So if you're listening to this now and you only listen to us through iTunes, um, it should be downloading a few episodes for you that you probably haven't heard yet. It actually should all be fixed. I mean, Pete, you went into it, and, and I'll go on the record, and I'll I'll come out and say we we scheduled to record some episodes, and I was the one. I was the guy that said no. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not until we fix this fucking iTunes bullshit. Because mm-hmm. every wait. time that happens, we put out an episode. I mean, I know we probably all do, but I get bombarded by our fans who love it, mm-hmm. but they want it back on iTunes. And I completely understand it. I just wish, I wish like this tech, like, I feel like this technology should be so much more streamlined for shitty ass iTunes, you know? Like yeah, what totally. the fuck? We have the RSS feed. We have, we have this <laughs> feed burner bullshit. We have all all this other crap that it's, it's, like- it's due in part to the web uh, host that we use. Like when, when we first started the site, Squarespace, uh, I had no idea that for uh, podcasts, they are not ideal. Unfortunately. No, I mean, the fact that we have, we are, we're limited to only 30 episodes mm-hmm. at a time on iTunes is kind of, yeah, that's bullshit. But, yeah. What surprised me is that a lot of people didn't even know we had recorded a few episodes because they only listen through iTunes. So I actually right. had a lot of people when I, I tweeted about it because I'm very active on Twitter and a lot of people came back and said, wow, I had no idea there were like four or five episodes. I had no idea existed. Yeah, see, Here's sucks. what I say to those people. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> you know, that way, you know, an episode will be out because we have posted on Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, so 
Well, anyway, like, the problem's fixed now, so everybody's happy. I'd like to get the forums <laughs> back up, to be honest with you. I don't know what's the deal status on those, but... That's the next step. That's the next step. Yeah. We're, we're working not, on that. Let's yeah. not even get on that subject right then. <laughs> <laughs> we all, people have asked, I will say, we're just working on that. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, you see how long sure. it should take to back the fuck up. <laughs> That's it. Give us till give us till the summer or mid October at least. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll do the forum update in three years, <laughs> and we'll go last guardian style and delay it two p.m. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no, but this is great. Uh, let's get back right into it. Let's talk about some games. I mean, there's so much that has really been happening out there in mm-hmm. the world. And I feel like we could talk about things that happened months and months and months ago. But I mean, real realistically. Like, Pete, you started making a little list of some things. I started making some lists of some stuff. Let's just jump right in. All right, I mean, we're going we're gonna to drop the bombshell right here. Boom. And I'm going to go on record and say that this is the worst console generation that I've experienced in my lifetime. Oh! Is this oh, we or you? Did we? We're Shut all, the we're all front door. He did Shut it. Shut the front door. He did it. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, so Pete, why do you think that? I'm curious. Well, you know, I was thinking back to, like, every console release you know, that I can really, really remember through my life. And every one of them was exceptional in some way. Like I was excited. It was a big graphical leap or in some form or fashion, it was just really exciting to get my hands on a new console. You know, I I thought, just thought back to the 360 and PS3, which we're going to touch upon later, but you know, this, this generation, the Xbox one has probably been one of the most useless consoles I've ever bought. Uh, I've hardly touched the thing. PS4. I mean, there's a few exclusives on there that I really liked, but it's not so much even about exclusives and whatnot. It's just there's no games that really have come out yet that have really excited me. And the graphical leap has just not really blown me away. I mean, sure, the games look great, but comparing PS3 to 360 and you jump to PS4 and Xbox One, like I just never had that same feeling of that jump from like PS2 and Xbox to 360 and PS3. It just isn't exciting to me. Yeah, I, I agree with you, P. I mean, the, the jump from like Super Nintendo to N64, mm-hmm. or the N64 to GameCube, or GameCube to Wii, the Wii U or Wii to Wii U, it's not that big of a jump. Just like you know, PS4 to PS3, you said, like you said. So I can definitely see that point. I haven't. Sorry, played I, my... I might have cut out. By the way, I'm not sure. I might have called. You. No, you're fine. How do I sound? You sound this? sound nice and big. Yeah, baby, sexy. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm actually at a hotel right now, so... Oh, wow. Um, oh, yeah. Well, you sound fantastic for for that, then. Shit. Yeah, nice. <laughs> sound great. But, you know, I, I, haven't picked, I haven't played my PS4 for a while, to be honest with you. Um, I've been mainly playing Steam, <laughs> to be honest with you, lately. Uh, that's kind of what I've been up to, but mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, mean, I, I think if, it were, if I were to choose between Xbox One and PS4, I'd probably lean more towards Xbox One, as far as my between the two, my favorite, so... Mm-hmm. Ben, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm probably going to be the odd one out here. I think this console generation has a lot of potential. And, mm-hmm. you know, we always talk about the launch of a console being kind of the, the salad days. You know, a couple, the first couple of years of it, it's not going to be as good. You're not going to really experience the potential that the console has to offer. And I can even think back to when the 360 and the PS3 launched. I mean, the, the game selection for me was underwhelming at the time. Because for me, it's all about the games. I mean, the graphical leap, it's negligible. I don't care if the, if the graphics aren't that good. I want the games to be good. That's for me is the most important aspect and there's been a lot of games in this generation i've really enjoyed across both uh, the xbox one and i recently got a ps4 i got it at christmas 
So I don't know. I think, you know, I don't think it's the worst console generation. I think only time will tell if that's the case, because we tend to appreciate things more after they've happened. So in a couple of years time, I think we'll have a better idea of where we're going here. But I mean, I play the Xbox one a lot. I love Xbox Live. I think it's got some great exclusives. The PS4, I've just come off a major Bloodborne binge. So I can't complain about that. Um, I don't know. I think both of the current gen consoles are fantastic. I mean, you know, you'll always have your benefits and burdens with each platform. And I mean, PC is no different, but I don't know. I think it's a little bit too early to start saying it's the worst. I think, See, but, you know, playing, that's my main playing complaint. it pretty, pretty conservative. Here, here, here's what, just real quickly, here's what annoys me about the current generation mm-hmm. is like when you buy a game like for PX, uh, Xbox One, you have to wait for it to download onto the hard drive. Mm-hmm. And that is so annoying to me. I just want to play, plug it in and play. That's the, what they yeah. really got. That's what they really got wrong. And I think if I were to if I were to change something, like if I could go back and say this is what the current console generation should have, it's bigger hard drives. Yeah. Because I'll be honest with you, my Xbox One, I filled that 500 gigabytes so fast. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. And the PS4 is well on the way for that too. So I've had to buy external hard drives. You know, it's a it's a annoyance of being an early adopter, and I'm pretty sure that the subsequent models that they have, because there's rumors that you know there's an updated PS4 coming out at some point, and we're eventually going to see slim models that'll have bigger hard drives and probably more processing power. You know, there are some annoyances that come with having kind of the first iteration, but I don't know. I mean, I'm the odd one out here. I'm going to say, you know what, I'm loving. The current console generation and you know i think we'll see kind of where it's going from here i mean a lot of people have said the xbox one's dead but if you want to talk about a shitty launch look at the 360 i mean oh how, hold on your horse is there how how, the, how, the, how how can you recover from the red ring of death well they did but you know for the first couple of years that was a huge black mark for them and mm-hmm. You know, the Xbox One, it had a very lackluster launch because of mistakes that they made. And I mean, the PS4 is outselling it by a two to one ratio at this point. So, you know, you're always going to have the cream that rises to the top. But I don't know, like I'm personally enjoying it and I think there's a lot of great potential for it. Um, Again, I could be wrong, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, my thing, just to cut in real fast, is I think it also has to do with leaps in terms of different genres. So you look at like Nintendo 64 with mario 64 was a huge deal and then you go to like ps2 and you have games like grand theft auto 3 mm-hmm. uh and then you go to 360 and you have a game like call of duty 2 which was just mind-blowing from a console standpoint for an online first-person shooter and then you get to ps3 and ps uh i mean sorry ps4 and xbox one and it's like the same old same old just a little bit of a different kind of grease shine to it you know mm-hmm. like i think graphically we've sort of hit that the cap as to where games are going they're not really advancing as much and then also genres and just different types of gameplay are not really advancing anymore like there's nothing fresh and new except for the eventual virtual reality that really gets me excited it's just rehashed genres rehashed games that you know are some of them are really great and few and far between but nothing except for maybe no man's sky uh, is going to really reinvent a certain genre, you know? Yeah, which looks well, fantastic. Well, well, think of it like this. I mean, we're currently seeing, I guess, a lot of game series are going to yearly releases. We're starting to see the same games rehashed year after year after year. Mm-hmm. I mean, could that just be endemic of the fact that most of what can be done has been done? I mean, obviously, you're going to have some games that give a unique turn. Some of them are going to come out of left field with a completely interesting idea. Like No Man's Sky is one example. I mean, it's a planetary exploration game. I mean, that looks fascinating. But most other games are going to boil down to your typical sports, your typical race racers, platformers, shooters. I mean, it's hard to be innovative in this day and age. And plus, mm-hmm. innovation usually relegates a title to being a niche. So, you know, a lot of developers are playing it safe. So I think it's maybe more on the game development side rather than maybe we're hitting the glass ceiling of creativity. But I don't know. I think we'll see going ahead with virtual reality. It's funny you mentioned that because that's 
kind of coming right now, and it looks really good. Like I'm not calling it a gimmick anymore. I was before, but it looks well, really fascinating. We're, we're going to touch on virtual reality later, but let's let Jason get his word. Yeah, hold on here before we go on to VR and all that shit. Now, Ben, always the voice of reason. I always appreciate that because you always see both sides of the road. Um, I mean, honestly, I, I agree. I have a question, and then I'm going to state my opinion on this as well. But uh, Ben, you mentioned that you know we tend to enjoy things that are older once they've passed for a little while, and mm-hmm. and and I I completely agree. And I guess my thing to think about or question here is: do we do we do that because we're nostalgic for it, because we had great memories with it? Or are we that way because the newer stuff that comes out is actually kind of shitty? Mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of both. Really. I mean, I let's mean, let's really yeah. think about that because I think it's a little bit of both. And from there, then touching on you know like what Pete said about we've kind of hit this brick wall. I mean, this is coming from the PC world of things. I've been saying this for years and years and years. How far can we really go before we hit this brick wall? And honestly, we're there, folks. I mm-hmm. really feel like we're there with this brick wall. Like you said, an Xbox, um, an Xbox One and a PS4 and, you know, your, your 360 and PC like today, they're all they're all so close like they they look amazing they play good uh everything about them is is really as far as i think before we get to vr and do some other crazy stuff they're just fine-tuning little things and getting back to just the leaps and bounds that even john you were talking about was yes i mean the leap from super nintendo to nintendo 64 you know the leap from um playing a nintendo 64 to a ps1 you know what I mean? From a Genesis to a Saturn, you know, like, do you, do you remember these jumps? Like they were huge and completely innovative. And and now we're, we're kind of at this brick wall. So we're nostalgic for this old stuff because we're just nostalgic for it because we're sick of all this new stuff. That's kind of the same thing. And it's a little frustrating, you know, I mean, I agree, I agree with everybody on that. Okay. So real quickly, I'm going to go through the generations real quick uh, of consoles. We will start from present and we're going to work backwards, so we can kind of go through each one. And I'm looking at these the list of these systems, and every single generation I look at in the past, there's one system that stands out, at least, that like, wow, that's a great system. And my question to you is, when we look at eighth generation, which is what we're in currently, are we going to look back five years from now, ten years from now, and think to ourselves, wow, the PS4, awesome, amazing system, or Xbox One, amazing system. So that's kind of the million-dollar question, right? I think it's so, too soon to know, like Ben was saying. Like we're still early. Yeah. It's too okay. soon to know. But also, I wanted to mention. Obviously, like someone like me, my biases play into this. So I really like RPGs and like traditional platformers. None of this 2D uh, indie uh, puzzle bullshit. Like I just can't stand those kind of platformers anymore. They're so gimmicky. Give me a game like Ukulele, like Banjo Kazooie. You know, that's like the next next best thing, or like a Ratchet and Clank kind of, or original Jack and Daxter kind of platformer. Those are the kind of games I love. And I'm like almost sad to the point where none of these games really even exist anymore. RPGs are, they're not really doing anything new. Honestly, the saving grace for me will be Final Fantasy 15. I hope that game blows it out of the water because honestly, I still haven't played a, an amazing console RPG since like I really like Final Fantasy 13. But even before that, like Lost Odyssey, and that's back on the 360. Like RPGs these days on consoles that are, uh, you know, what you would expect from say an old school SquareSoft type of RPG back in the PS1 days, where you know you see that logo and you're like, damn, that's going to be an amazing game. Those don't really exist anymore for RPGs and 3D platformers. Forget about it. 
Like they, they are almost non-existent in this generation. And since those are my two favorite genres, I feel really burnt out on all these shooters and all these like dark souls ripoffs, which are getting really out of hand. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just so Mm -hmm. much of the same. I'm just getting so tired of it. Mm -hmm. And I, and I agree with, I agree with what you're saying. I mean, we're seeing a lot of more rehashes now, and I think that's probably why maybe we're getting, we're getting close to burnout with a lot of the popular genres. So maybe that's why this console generation, it isn't giving us the wow factor that the previous ones did. I think part of the problem, though, is it costs so much money to produce a new game. Oh, yeah. That publishers and developers are going to like games that they know are going to sell. They you can't, know? they honestly, you guys, they can't take the risk almost. They can't take the risk. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's almost like a blockbuster movie. Like it's millions of dollars to produce mm-hmm. a high quality game right now. Um, so it's, and then yeah, what the happens? Risk. They shut them down if it fails. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's true. It sucks. It sucks. Yeah. So, real quickly, uh, seventh generation Xbox 360, PS3, Wii. Which of those three stand up to you? We hands down, without Wii? a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. that was a juggernaut. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would kind I of agree with Jason. The one that is yeah. like most memorable out of those three that really like changed the way I looked at games was the Wii. As, as silly as like if you didn't, if you weren't old enough when the Wii first launched to realize how important that motion controller was, as stupid as it may seem now, looking back at it, like. I just remember the first time I was playing Red Steel oh, yeah. and aiming my gun at the television or mm-hmm. just playing like Wii Sports, something as simple as that. I mean, it was it was groundbreaking. Mind blowing. Yeah. yeah. Very innovative. OK, I agree. OK, sixth generation Dreamcast, PS2, Xbox, the original and GameCube. I would say PS2. Yeah, yeah. For me, PS2 Dream, hands down. Dreamcast for me for just personally, but I, PS2 is the one hands down that was juggernaut then for sure let me put it this way ps2 is the first system where i ever played an online game and i put on that headset with socom and it was history from there yep yep okay mm-hmm. here's one fifth generation apple bandai pippin <laughs> 3do uh pcfx which is a japanese console saturn uh, original playstation n64 Ooh, that's oh, really a toss awesome yeah. yeah. Oh, that's the, pip, the Pippin, hands down discussion. <laughs> Pippin, Pippin yeah. yeah. I'm going to say the N64, just just mm. solely because of Mario 64, really changed the way I looked at games. Yeah, they did. Oh yeah. my God, this is tough for me. This is really tough, and I'll just briefly say because I played a 3DO when I right kind of when it came out. Wait, are you actually considering the 3DO, Jason? No, 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 no. L- let oh. me just let me explain. No, I- I'm going to go with 64. Absolutely, that that changed everything. That changed the landscape. But I will say I will nod towards 3DO. I mean, we look back on it now, and it's not a very good console. The games are really kind of shitty. I mean, there's some classics in there, but I will say when I first played that, that was the first time I was I was truly like taken back and i said to myself wow this is going to be the future of video gaming they're going to be on these discs mm-hmm. it's i mean like my dad in 1990 had just bought a, a cd player a sony cd player for like 900 bucks right just a standalone cd player so like that was new consumer technology and i was playing games only what two three years later 93 i think it came out Right? Yeah, but don't forget about the Sega CD and other systems before that that had. I know. CD. I'm just saying for me personally, though, yeah. like I, yeah. I didn't have a Sega CD at the time. So I played 3DO, and that was the first like yeah. compact disc based that I really saw. And I was like blown away by it by thinking, oh, technology right. and stuff. But yes, 64. Long, long <laughs> my, my, my neighbor had a, a 3DO, my friend. And we used to play that shit all the time. Crash and Burn, there was a packing game for it. Mm hmm. Great, great I still game. think the the best port of the original Need for Speed is on that oh, console. Yeah, 
But the whole daisy chain of the controllers is kind of <laughs> weird. Who's yeah. ever thought that was weird? Okay, this fourth generation <laughs> is by far my favorite. Okay, and here's here's a list. It's a long list, and by far probably the most systems for it. Okay, we have uh, Turbo Graphics 16 PC Engine. Uh, we have Genesis Mega Drive, 30, uh, Sega CD 32X, Super Nintendo, Neo Geo, Neo Geo CD, uh, CDI, Laser Active, Jaguar. God, Super, Su- Super, Super Nintendo for me. Super Nintendo, yeah, I think Genesis and Super Nintendo are kind of a tie for me. Yeah, uh, Genesis for me, just because I got it before I got a Super Nintendo, so it had yeah. way more of an effect on me. Yeah, it just depends on what side of the street you lived on, yeah, right? Re- well, it depends on the genre. If you wanted to beat them up or you wanted a shooter, then I would probably go with Genesis. If you wanted like an RPG or platformer, I'd probably go with the Super Nintendo. Super, Super yeah, Nintendo Genesis had, sucked for RPGs. Yeah, Super yeah. Nintendo had the best RPG, because that was one of the golden ages of Squaresoft, too. So I remember playing Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy 2 and 3, <laughs> and so many great memories. Sonic, yeah. for me, hands down, is what the Genesis would win, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Super Nintendo okay. for me as well. Alright, uh, third generation, you have the NES, Famicom, the uh, Sega Master System, Atari 7800, uh, you got a whole bunch of random ones like uh, the Epoch Super Cassette Vision, Amstrad. There, I mean, there's a whole bunch of random ones, but the main ones basically are the Sega Masters. The, uh, the NES certainly stands out for for me. I think the only choice is NES. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, second generation Fairchild F, uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred, Bally Astro Arcade, Intellivision, um, ColecoVision, Fifty Two Hundred, Atari, the Vectrix, <laughs> ColecoVision for me. Dude, that's by far for me, but I think majority would probably have to go with the Atari Twenty Six Hundred because that that system was just hold hold on about. here now, hold on here now. So if I were to pick at the time, I would have picked ColecoVision just because that's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I wasn't an owner of a Twenty Six Hundred for quite a while after that. But if I were to pick today, based on what I've played, I think if I would have had a Vectrex when that shit came yeah. out, oh, yeah. holy yeah. shit! Yeah. Like yeah. I would, there's no way I would have been able to touch anything else. The Vectrex is so freaking mind-blowing even today i just can't get over what i'm looking at on that thing yeah yeah okay 2600 for me straight up all right uh first generation is uh magnavox odyssey the one atari pong coleco telstar Nintendo game tv color tv game it's a pretty much pong <laughs> yeah yeah pong was yeah. the first thing i ever played <laughs> and then yeah. laggy pong many and i think uh with zero generation <laughs> zero generation would be like what jerking off <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at two years that, old, that, that that never went out of style for me. Yeah, two years true. old. <laughs> so that's the clear winner across all. Spin generation. the bottle. No, <laughs> seven uh, minutes in heaven. Seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, what now? What's your guys' favorite generation? Super Nintendo for me would be my yeah favorite. fourth generation because for me yeah I, yeah, I love I love the was, yeah. yeah I love the modern stuff but I just I I love getting that sixteen bit Super Nintendo and that's never been it's never been surpassed for me no I'd say current gen here's what scares me about today current gen right is it can be playable in ten years you know or the pat isn't you know once you stop patching it and shit are they going to be able to reminisce and play these games ten no, years in a row probably depends not. on depends on the game I mean if it's multiplayer only like Titanfall for example or Destiny I mean you know you're pretty much going to be shit out of luck when the servers go down but you know nowadays you're buying almost with downloadable games and that's another issue with this generation is that a lot of them they're pushing you towards downloading it digitally instead of buying the physical copy mm-hmm. you're effectively just buying a license for it you know when they stop supporting it or when your console dies you're probably not going to be able to get it back 10 years from now that's certainly something I fear yeah I agree it's bullshit well, speaking of dead online games, I just wanted to quickly mention that I had this feeling of I can't even explain the feeling 
like it's something I've never experienced before in my life, but you guys know how I love SOCOM. Okay. And I loved SOCOM too. That was probably like the last amazing one in the series. Uh, and the servers for that ended, I don't remember exactly when, but they, they shut down the servers for SOCOM zipper games many, many years ago. And I stopped playing that game close to a decade ago, probably. So imagine my feeling when I go on Twitch and there's somebody on there streaming SOCOM 2 online on a PS2 hmm. against real people. And I'm watching this shit and I'm just like, because I haven't, when they shut down the online servers for SOCOM 2, you know, you can't, if you play the single player, you know, you're not going to see these maps that you used to play online. And I memorized by hard. Imagine all these years later, I see somebody on Twitch playing SOCOM 2 with other players online with no cheats. They're just using a workaround called uh, X-Link. Um, I heard and they, they use a PS2 with a network adapter. You hook that shit up with the Ethernet cable and you download this program and you can play online and it still supports the in-game mic. I mean, wow. it's incredible. And I'm just I'm watching this and I can't even explain to you guys because you know how much I love SOCOM. I put thousands of hours into these games and they're dead. You can't play them anymore. Just think all these years later and now I see that there are people mm. playing it again. Now, of course, getting this to work is not the easiest thing. I haven't tried it yet, but let me tell you guys. If I can get this shit working, goodbye, current generation. I am going back to SOCOM. I don't give a shit if there's only 20 people that are playing that game right now. I will get the rally call back to my old clan mates that I, some of them that I haven't played with in over a decade, not even kidding. Sending out the bat call, folks. Yeah, I'm sending out those emails. I still got the heat them. signal. Fucking bat signal. Call, uh, put a call out to my old SOCOM Pizza clan. Man. I was leading my clan when I was 13 years old. They were guys in my clan that were like 40 and I'm fucking giving them orders. <laughs> it was so funny when at my, at my house, one of the guys that was like 40 called up my house because, you know, at the time there was no Skype or no shit, no cell phones. He had to physically call my house and like ask my parents to talk to me. And my parents were like, who the fuck? The, the guy's in-game name was Jaws. So he's like, oh, this is Jaws. I'm wondering if <laughs> there's an old guy named Jaws on the phone. Yeah, no, no good story. When ever calling on the landline, please yeah. use your real name. Yeah. <laughs> old clan leader leading that shit back in the day. That's funny. You know, someone on on my friend, my Steam friends list, PM'd me about this like a couple days ago as well. That sounds amazing. And I, I just ran into my room and started looking through all the online games. Dude, I got Outrun here, coast to coast. I'm like, holy shit, I want to play that want to play that so pete honestly like i know you're gonna go and play socom and stuff but if you do get this hooked up and it works shit i mean maybe we should do it just a little a game night or something and yeah there, there are some decent ps2 online games that i really miss mm-hmm. like i know you're gonna scoff at it but the lord of the rings return of the king game that had two-player online co-op was freaking mm-hmm. amazing mm-hmm. um there's a serious sam game on there that was a lot of fun mm-hmm. um oh, man, i went through the list the other day too but there there is a lot of really great PS2 online games. Mm-hmm. That's cool that people are starting to do that again. You know, bring ways to play these games again. I think that's really cool. That's some cool technology mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that will kind of feed over to this next current generation future, so you can they can still play these games. Hopefully. Well, I guess th- I guess the future is bright for that because look what they're doing now with this. So, mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. I think that's great. Maybe that they'll still incorporate, you know, current gen down the road, 10, 15 years. That was well, great. Look, well, look at what they're doing on the PS4. They have brought out some PS2 games that you can download. I think they're a bit overpriced personally, but yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, you can get like Dark Cloud, you can get some others. What are the well, chances that they well, might start resurrecting some of the old multiplayer games? And oh, I, oh my PS7? God. 
I would pay any amount of money if they brought back SOCOM on the PS4, which a lot of people are rallying for, and they've noticed the attention that it's getting, so who knows? Hopefully they do. Uh, but let, let me just speak real fast on those remakes, because I did download Dark Cloud on the PS4. And for those of you that are worried about the price, because it was like $15, which is expensive for a PS2 download game, let me just say that they do an amazing job upresing and sort of like putting a new fresh coat of paint on the graphics it looks incredible on the ps4 uh, dark cloud because if you look on ps2 it's so blurry and cloudy ps4 it's so crisp it's almost like an hd remake it really is so if you have any sort of doubts on spending that much money on one of those ps2 games if you're a fan of the original it's totally worth it hmm. hey well you know you guys just a little bit earlier there you guys talked about titanfall did you guys did you hear that uh, Titanfall 2 is coming out. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Did you hear about that? I yep. never played the first one. Though. EA released like a little like 20 second like teaser trailer where it's like, you know, shows like this mech kind of walk up like out of the out of the, the bushes and like slam down. It's got this like electrified like Final Fantasy looking sword. He slams into the ground and then it ends. It's like super epic and stuff. And it looks really cool. I don't know. I played Titanfall, the beta or the demo for it or whatever, before it was out on 360. And was it 360, right? Yeah, it's 360. They never. Yeah, that was 360. And I, I just wasn't feeling it. Like, I think that's where my downfall on first person shooters was the beginning, because I had all these high hopes that looked like the first person shooter for me. But I just couldn't get into it. Can I just say, I think that was one of the biggest letdowns in my video game history. For Titanfall. Titanfall. And in fact, because of that, I decided, because Titanfall 2, you know, hey, when something's so successful, EA, let's do it again. Shit, Titanfall was dead like two weeks after they released it. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. But I went ahead, you guys, and I got a copy of, um, you know, never before seen uh, trailer uh, audio footage of it. Uh, I actually made it, but it's really cool. You guys should, so uh, can I play it for you real quick? Sure. It's, it's Titan. It. Guys, this is a brand new, never before heard exclusive, all gen gamers, <laughs> Titanfall 2 sports, sports, sports trailer. Here we go. You're hearing it here first. Peggy 16. Wow, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. I don't see a lot of people buying it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't either. I'm sorry for Titanfall fans out there. They're I fucking think, raging right now. I think online only games, they really have a limited shelf life. I just think the game could have been so much better. So much yeah. more content. I thought I really feel like it had strong bones, but nothing else attached to them. And it really kind of sucked. Good trailer, though. Damn, good. Real good. I, thought, I would have thought that one of the most disappointments was uh, the new Battlefield games for you. Oh, Hardline? Yeah, yeah. Hardline for sure. Mm. Titanfall more, but <clears throat> not not far behind is, is Hardline. Yeah. Knowing how much you love that series, too, it's kind of disappointing. Very. Yeah, I'm just looking forward to whatever the next one comes. Battlefield 5, I guess, whenever that comes out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So our next topic of discussion is basically how the Wii U is already coming to the end of its life cycle. <laughs> Nintendo is pretty much set to reveal their new console probably at the next E3. Um, and the Wii U is almost done. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, super frustrating as a publisher side, you know, as a developer side of things, because we're, we're releasing a game for the Wii U. Uh, so that's kind of irritating. So hopefully, like, 
the uh, games, the DLCs will transfer over to the new console as well. I'm hoping because uh, yeah, we put a lot of time and resources into the game, <laughs> and it would suck if the system dies before it even comes out. So, well, Nintendo's always. I mean, for, for the most part, been pretty good with backwards compatibility. Sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, at first, right? I guess just at right. first. So right. maybe whatever the first run of these new consoles, I'm sure that they'll support Wii U games. I mean, right. they're just about ready to release Star Fox. You know what I mean? So, Or did right. they already? I don't even know. So It's coming soon. I forget the it's date. But it's, it's, it's a bit late. Sure. That should have been a freaking launch title. Totally for agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally agree. And Zelda, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zelda 2 is coming out for it? Well, no, Zelda. I'm, I'm in no, Zelda. No, I'm sorry, I'm <laughs> Zelda as well. <laughs> Some people are theorizing that they've actually held back the new Zelda because they wanted to transfer it over to the NX or make it kind of like a, a cross platform game like they did with uh, Twilight Princess. That wouldn't yeah. surprise me. Yeah. That would be here's what they need to do to fix their mistake make Zelda a launch title. Like, yeah, put it out on the Wii U, but also put out like an advanced version on the NX. Yeah, game over. That's it. Mm hmm. Because you know the Nintendo hardcores are going to buy the Nintendo NX day one, and they're going to buy it on the new console. And if they launch it with like another Mario launch title of some sort, I think it'll be one of the stronger launch lineups for Nintendo. What was the original Wii launch title list? Wii Sports, I think um, it was pretty extensive. Actually, it was, it was pre- yeah. I was, I, I bought Excite all truck. of them. Yeah, yeah. I bought almost all of them myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Steel, Excite Truck, um, uh, Zelda, Call, Call of Duty Three. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a Tony Hawk game, uh, Downhill Jam. There was a rampage game. Uh, there oh, was God, that's right. Uh, let me hold on. Let me bring up the list. Oh, that's the only one that was sold out too. That's Which right. one? Which uh, was sold? I didn't get the rampage one. Oh, I almost bought it out of desperation. Yeah, I never. I didn't get. It was sold out when I went through. I was lucky just to even yeah. get one. I think. Yeah, I think a what they do is, P is like you know, like they did with uh, Twilight Princesses, release it for you know how they did it for the GameCube and the Wii. Mm-hmm. I think they'll do the same thing for like they should yeah. anyway. For the Wii U, although I heard they're changing the new name of the new console, which is the new Wii. <laughs> the, the new Nintendo, Wii. The new Wii. New Wii. The new Wii. The, the Nintendo new Wii. If it's their everything, everything's new to Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. Shit. Uh, What's Mario going to be called? Well, I mean, look, I think the Wii U. I mean, there's some good titles for it. Uh, I think the 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 pad, I think it was. I think in Nintendo's eyes, it was a failure for a system. Um, but I think the, the, t- the name of the system of Wii U, I think that was a mistake by Nintendo, honestly. Oh, there was plenty of great games that I played on the Wii U. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'm, I just feel like it, it didn't get its chance. It didn't get... I feel like it sold so poorly that Nintendo just didn't want to risk putting out, like, say, the next Mario 64 on that, and they're just going to hold off and put it out on the new one and just hope that that does better. And name it correctly, for crying out loud. Mm-hmm. Well, here, here's a question. How do you think the Wii U is going to be remembered? You know, if we're talking 10 years from now, I mean, is it going to be like a Dreamcast where pretty much no one appreciated it while it was out, but then it gets a new life after it's been discontinued? Or do you think it's just going to kind of fade into obscurity as one of those novelty consoles? Like, where, no, do, you think I, it, where do you think it's going to sit? It's not going to go to obscurity. I think your comparison to the Dreamcast sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Where people after, you know, that were too afraid to spend the full price on the console and full price on the games years down the road will discover that it has quite a few really good games on there that they can now maybe pick up even though knowing the way the prices of games go these days hopefully they can pick them up cheap down the road and find out that there are some great exclusives all right i mean tester has this uh, knowledge uh, on nintendo's history what is nintendo's biggest system failure the virtual boy yeah it has to be the virtual boy n64 disk drive Oh. oh, that thing by far sold a lot less than the virtual boy. But yes, the virtual boy was bad. 
Although I look back in the Virtual Boy and love the system. I've always loved it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's not easy to play, but sure is fun. Again, some, things, some, some, some things we appreciate better after the fact. You know? <laughs> it makes me blind and hurts my neck, but hey. <laughs> I'm blind in one eye because I'm telling you, you guys, you guys have to try the bed technique where you lay down on your bed, yeah. on your back, in the dark, and put that shit on your face. That is the way to play. Are you naked while you play it, though? That's the only way to play it, right? Are you talking about Virtual Boy or what? Yeah, but lay, laying in the dark and putting shit on your face, I don't know if that's... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we might be on the wrong podcast for that. <laughs> no, you but seriously, you know, Pete, you you're just right, say sit on your face? You're, you lay that and sit on your face? <laughs> <laughs> No, but really, that is the way to play it. You have to, and you have to get the battery pack, right, Pete, for yeah, those road trips. You do. you do. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but that's how I played the Virtual Boy when I had it. I would definitely lay on the bed and just kind of rest the visor on my eyes, and it was a lot more comfortable. Well, you know, I know Pete, you guys were there when I picked up that Street Fighter Two for it. You know, at the Portland Retro Game Expo, I still play that a lot for the Virtual Boy. The how Virtual Boy has a lot of power. Like it does a lot of shit. There was like a a Mario Kart game that was planned for it, which had been amazing. Yeah, they had that. Um, they had that link uh, yeah. communications port on it that they, they never, never even it. utilized yeah. it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, can you imagine landing up virtual boys? Shit. Everyone in a room in a circle staring into these red things like... Laying in a bed together? Nude. <laughs> nude. Like Ben? I like, where, I, like where, I like where this is going. Keep, <laughs> keep talking. Yeah, that's crazy. How is it that is Street crazy. Fighter game, though? Oh, I, I remember it? you picked it up and I saw Dude. it. Okay, next time we, we hang out, I got to... You gotta play it. All right, sweet. It's basically like the Genesis port, but the, it's really good. It's in 3D. It runs. So you got you got Chung Lee with her legs going yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. in 3D in 3D. Nice. <laughs> you had me. Yeah, a <laughs> That's good. That's it good. always goes to that. I haven't played Street Fighter Five. Speaking of which, have you guys played it yet? Just no. not get off too. I've seen it, but I, you know I'm not really into that. I'm done with fighting games 100%. Yeah, those are fighting words, Pete. I, I'm even oh. going as far as to say that when the next Smash Brothers comes out, if it does, uh, I don't think I'm buying it. Oh! Pete, Pete, oh. door. No, oh. because I, I mean, Jesus. I bought the one on... I imported the last one on 3DS from Japan, and I played that quite a bit. And then when it came out in the U.S., I rebought it on 3DS, and I rebought it on the Wii U, and I barely touched them. Mm-hmm. I think it's just gotten to the point where fighting games, when I play them online... It's it's too competitive for me to even enjoy them anymore. Like I don't have the patience or time to dedicate all day every day practicing the playing online because that's what people do. Like Street yeah. Fighter, you go online, you're going to get matched up with people that know what the hell they're doing. Yeah. I don't have well, the heard, patience for that. There's not really much of a campaign. It's more just online only. Isn't yeah, it? I mm-hmm. heard there's none really. Let's see. That's, that's <clears throat> but let's be honest here. Like that, they're catering to the market of fighting game fans. Like everybody. No one cares about single player anymore. It's all about fighting game. See, that just shows you how much more competitive it's getting. People only care about playing against real opponents to get to these tournaments like Evo and compete. So, you know, they're only going to do local multiplayer and online multiplayer. Totally. You know, the casuals are not really buying these games too much anymore. Yes, it's a percentage of the people that buy fighting games still, which is unfortunate for them. But I'm sure they did a lot of market research to know that, hey, so many people are buying our games specifically for online and competitive. Mm -hmm. Sure. Let's just forget about single player. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Uh, and also, just real quick, Ben, you were talking about um, the Wii U and um, Smash Bros. Or well, what were you talking? Shit, I just lost it. What were you talking about? You were talking about something about something about Wii U, and I wanted just to, to reiterate and say that. Well, well, oh, you're, kind of asked, oh, you're talking about consoles, like comparing it to Dreamcast. That's what it was. Um, yeah. I don't think it's going to go like gone forever. 
because we have Smash Brothers on there. And just talking about fighting games, that is Smash Brothers is fucking insanely huge for people. Like tournaments and shit, they mm-hmm. they go out of their way to go and play and be a part of that. So, like, if anything, like, what wh- what do people think about when they think GameCube? I mean, they think about they think about Smash Brothers Melee. It, mm-hmm. that's what you know and they still play it like you can put up a console plug four controllers in that shit will be hot all night with yeah. people playing it so and a, t- a title like that can definitely kind of extend the appeal of any console i mean if you think back to the n64 there's still people who play goldeneye to this day mm-hmm. there's still people who mm-hmm. play the original smash smash brothers to this day so mm-hmm. yeah you're, you're very right i mean there's certain games that are going to kind of keep it in the the collective minds of gamers but i think if you look at how the wii u is going to be you know in nintendo's canon years from now you know it might be considered the odd one out but i think it'll actually maybe go the way of the dreamcast that's kind of how yeah, i see it going. totally mm-hmm. cool yeah mm-hmm. I agree. cool so let's talk about the launch titles for the yeah, 360 ps3 we kind of touched upon this earlier but um I wanted to talk about kind of your guys' memories on when the Xbox 360 launched and the PS3 launched. And, you know, Ben said that the 360 had a horrible launch. I would disagree. I think the 360 was one of the most memorable launches I ever experienced. There's too many sports titles in both launches. Mm -hmm. The PS3 had five launch titles over sports. The 360 had six. And they all were basketball. I mean, it's, I mean, it's ridiculous. They had uh, NBA 07, NBA 2K7, NHL, uh, Tiger Woods, Madden. I mean, how many sports titles do we need, really, for a launch title? I mean, if you look past the sports game, like, let's not even talk, like, well, let's start with 360. So 360's launch lineup had 18 games. Uh, I don't have the list in front of me. Okay, so six so, of them were sports. <laughs> so they got yeah, I mean, I mean that's that's a lot, but it, I guess it does yeah. cater for a lot of sports fans, but... You had games like Call of Duty 2, which was a phenomenal launch game. Yeah. I was actually a huge fan of the King Kong game, which I thought was one of the best launch titles I've ever played for any console. Hmm. Uh, playing it now, it actually hasn't aged that well. But if you played that at the time, it was incredible. The graphics were amazing. It it sort of was kind of inventive in the fact that it was a first-person adventure slash shooter that didn't use a HUD before a game like Dead Space. There was no in-game HUD. It was all done through uh, like sound and just visual cues, which was really pretty cool and just visually it was a standout title visually i remember going into like a a walmart or a kmart i don't even remember and they had a demo of that game running before it released um and it it just blew me away i'm like how can games get any better looking than this and sometimes you know even if a game doesn't have the best gameplay just having that excitement around the graphics is just enough to get me really going um and then you had need for speed most wanted which was you know it had other versions on other consoles but that was a really phenomenal looking great launch game Amp 3 was another um, pretty fun game. I guess you can put that in the realm of sports. Uh, mm-hmm. Ridge Racer 6 was another yeah, three racing titles. Launch. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. 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 To, to clarify what I said, Pete, I mean, when I said it had a bad launch, I meant more in terms of the press and how gamers were talking about it at the time, because, I mean, you right. remember the Red, the Red Ring of Death fiasco. That's why I held off on buying one. I didn't actually buy a 360 until 2009. I mean, if you look past that, though, because that's the problem, like if you're buying any kind of hardware in the electronic industry on launch day, you know, you kind of have to come to expect those problems. Of course, the Xbox Red Ring of Death got blown out of like out of proportion with anything else previously, like nobody had ever seen such a thing so widespread. But actually, a question, how how long did it take before it was like a widespread issue where everybody started red ringing? 
I think it was within the first year because I remember hearing about it as early as maybe late 2006, early 2007. Because um, I was watching kind of the launch of this, and I decided to hold off because of the price more than anything. But I mean, I was kind of using that as an example of kind of what people are saying about the Xbox One now, how it had a very shitty launch and it's not going to mount anything. It actually will. Um, but I will say, I mean, game wise, you know, the 360, the two of my favorite games on the platform are actually launch titles: Condemned and Cameo. Oh yeah, Cameo. How can I forget? That was a yeah. fantastic game. One of the last moments that Rare had to really showcase their creative talent before getting stuck into doing nothing but sports games. Exactly. So game-wise, it was actually a solid launch, I think, despite the sports, obviously. What did you guys think of Perfect Dark, Zero? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Who could forget that? <laughs> I thought it was, um, for the time, I thought it was exciting to play because it was one, basically the only first-person shooter outside of Call of Duty that you can play on the console at launch. Uh, graphically, I thought it was amazing. Keep in mind, if you watch it now, it looks horrible. But at the time, having everything in the game have a shiny, glossy look to it, you know, that was like next gen at the time. Yeah, it was a different type of a game too, you know, like just everything about it was different than your mm-hmm. standard military, you know, shooter. So it was, a nice, it was a nice change. Got pretty good ratings, if I recall. It still looks good. Yeah, I it hasn't, really it hasn't aged game. well, though. It hasn't aged well, I don't think. I think it looks good. The the gameplay is very sloppy. I feel like the shooting is like so. I just remember in the online having to shoot somebody like 50 times for them to finally die. Like it was ridiculous. The online was fun though. I don't know if you guys played that online much with the the huge maps and like the jetpack crap that they had in there. It was a it was a pretty fun online game. Hmm. I never played it online. No, I just played single player. See, that's another thing to be said too. The 360. Let's not forget how amazing the online was. Like, oh, I, yeah. I thought it was so much fun to be able to. Here's the big revelation I had that made the 360 launch so fun for me: being able to download the arcade games and play them online. Like when I was downloading Gauntlet and playing four mm-hmm. player online with that, I was blown away. People would look back at it now and be like, Psh, "Who the hell cares?" But at the time, mm-hmm. there really was no way in the past to download like a game for a few dollars and then go online and play it with somebody with voice chat. And for it to really be so seamless as well, mm-hmm. I will say that. I mean, yeah, people don't like to pay for Xbox Live. I don't like to pay for Xbox Live. I don't think we guys should should pay to play online or whatever. But the experience within Xbox Live was so good. And I thought so much more robust than PlayStation 3's just like party system that didn't really exist kind of not you know what i mean it was it was difficult to get with your friends where on xbox live it it wasn't it was it was easy and i like that it made the multiplayer so much better i'll never forget the moment when i was able to play robotron online with somebody and we did co-op mode where one of us would control the movement and the other would control the direction of the shooting and they had an achievement to like pass a certain level doing that and it was so hard but like just examples like that where you're able to use these like little small gameplay experiences with these arcade games was just it was so much fun and don't even get me started on marvel blast ultra that was man the first year of xbox arcade was so amazing the games on there were awesome i downloaded almost every single one that came out Mm -hmm. wasn't wasn't your first youtube video ever where you did a review i think it was of geometry wars on the xbox yeah, 10 years ago, actually, in 2006, I did a video using my, I think it was like my Xbox 360 web camera that they had back in the day. I used that for video and audio. I don't even know what the hell. I think I used like a headset for audio. Uh, and I hooked that shit up and recorded um, a quote unquote review, which was not a review by any means of uh, <laughs> me talking about Geometry Wars on 360. Oh my God. If you want to see what 
uh, gameplay video look like back in 2006 on YouTube, go to my channel and look at my video history and watch the very first Geometry Wars video from 2006 and you'll see what I mean. Congrats on 10 years, though. Yeah, I mean, I didn't officially start until like doing videos, like getting into it until 2008. But yeah, my first video was 2006. That's crazy. Yeah. Nice, dude. Jeez. Goes by fast. It does. It does. Oh, yes. All right. What about, what, what about the PS? We didn't talk about the PS3 launch. Like, did you guys get one at launch? Mm. Uh, I didn't get one right away because I went to go get one at launch and it was a rainy night the night before. Um, and it was pouring out and people were out there in tents. And the Best Buy that I went to was only supposed to get about 20 in and there were about 20 people outside. So I said, screw it. I ain't waiting in the rain. The chance not getting because don't forget, this is back when you couldn't pre-order shit. You actually had to get in line oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. wait to get your consoles. So I was not chancing it. So I got one um, that Christmas. I bought one on eBay. I bought the 20 gigabyte model backwards compatible, which I still have and use today, believe it or not for $650 from some guy in Mexico. Uh, and after I paid him the money, uh, he wrote me a message and was like, Hey, I didn't really make any profit on this. Um, so he wanted like an extra $50 and <laughs> back then eBay didn't really have, uh, the protection that it does now for buyers. So I'm like, well, I don't want to risk this guy taking my money and running. So I sent him an extra 50 bucks. So let's just say it was a very expensive console launch. Wow. Yeah. I did get one at launch span and the games I got, I got the Marvel ultimate Alliance, which was a good game. I enjoyed that series. Uh, Call of Duty 3, and I got Resistance. Fall of Man. The three titles Resistance was so freaking good. That that title yeah, alone, if they did not have Resistance, the PS3 launch lineup would have been probably the worst in history. But Resistance really saved that console. Yeah, most, most, most people I know got a PS3 early because of the Blu-ray player, because at the time it was one of the most affordable players out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. So that was that was interesting. But I got mine in 2010, and I remember the first two games I got were Resistance and Demon's Souls. So that, that it, to start with, yeah, yeah, and it's it still stands as a great console. I mean, you know, I think back to like the seventh generation, and I think both of the systems, you know, they had their strengths and weaknesses, but both of them were excellent consoles to have, regardless of your taste in games. That, it, I, the PS3 just took a very long time to get rolling with the releases, a very slow start, but uh, yeah. Go ahead, soon. But, but once Uncharted came out, pretty much all was forgiven, and then the PS3 really picked up steam. Mm-hmm. That Ultimate Alliance is a good game, John. Yeah, it is. It is a good game. They had a second one, but I don't think did they ever do a third one. I don't think they did a third one. No. Yeah. Um, I do like it. It's a top-down kind of. You pick your hero, and yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got a PS3 maybe a month after launch, and you know, <laughs> six hundred bucks is a lot of freaking money at you know in two thousand six for that. So I had to go in with uh, two other people, my brother and his girlfriend at the time, <laughs> and we split it. <laughs> Which is dumb. Don't ever do that. <laughs> but anyway, we went in um, and uh, we got the uh, the 20 gig backwards, fully backwards compatible that I still have. Pete, we're in that club hanging out um, and I'm scared to play it. I don't want it to break. I love it. It's so cool. You know, fully backwards compatible. It's awesome. But uh, no, I only got. Um, what did I get? Motorstorm, the original one. I think that was it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it. I don't know if that was a launch title no, or it, it came was out not. shortly it was, after. It was supposed to be. Shortly it wasn't after. shortly. Yeah. It took for goddamn ever for that shit to come out. Let me tell you. Oh God! That was like the stuff. first. That was the first game to come out, I believe, in the PS3 lineup after the PS3 had initially released. And I think it took a good 
Well, you said you picked it about, about well, a month. It took like a month or so. At okay, least. okay, yeah. I was say it. It, ha- it was definitely. It was still hot because again, I was calling like GameStops and Best Buys like every day trying to find one and finally a GameStop did and they're like yeah we have we only have one copy of a uh, motor storm and I'm like whoa that sounds like fun <laughs> let's get that one so I drove down there but yeah I think well whenever motor storm came out then that's well, a month that was, or two uh, that was in the first year actually because that was 2006 I think yeah 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 great great series oh my god yes so good which I have some I actually have some news about that. oh unless we're we're not done with this topic <laughs> go for it. I just have some information. Um, speaking of MotorStorm, um, you guys heard about Evolution Studios, right? Yeah, really sad they closed down. Really sad they closed them down. They did Drive Club and MotorStorm and a hmm. um, couple World of Rally. others. Yeah. World Rally. World Rally, yeah, WRC. Yes. Some really good games there. And, uh, well, the news was they shut them down like it was last week, I think we heard about it. Mm-hmm. However, there's new news that just came out today, actually. They got bought. Oh. Yeah. Well, not necessarily bought, but they the whole team from there is now part of another developer. Really? That is very, very exciting for racing fans. Any guesses? What developer stepped in and knocked on the door and said, come on over here, guys. We love your talent. We'll take you. Hmm. Any guesses? Hmm. I have no idea. Codemasters. Really? Oh. Code masters. So everyone's wow. excited and they're like, yep, we're already going to start working on a new IP. We love MotorStorm. We love all this stuff. So I'm so excited because wow. you know, Evolution was exclusive to Sony. So now we're going to be able to get Drive Club style, MotorStorm style, World Rally style with. On the, mobile. The ama- <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but the amazing development studio of Codemasters, who have done incredible, incredible racing games throughout all the years, now cross-platform. I mean, I'm super excited for this merger, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting, too, because in the same month, Lionhead Studios closed down, and they're the ones who did Fable, and I don't really don't know any of their other games, but that was kind of a Microsoft-themed developer, so it looks like they both took a hit in March. Mm-hmm. Crazy Jason, shit. speaking of which, I saw a post you made about a new music for a racing game you're working on. What's this? Can you elaborate? Yes, sir. I definitely can. So it's like a dream come true for me, basically. Um, a short, short version of it is uh, the game's called Racing Apex. It's produced by Lucky Mountain Games, which um, it's a team of two, and they have developed games for EA and Sony and Rockstar London. They've actually done lots of production on Burnout Dominator, Burnout Legends, Burnout Paradise. They were a big, a big head honcho in that series. Also done Midnight Club and Getaway and APB and a bunch of others, which is awesome. Like these guys are making racing games that I loved playing and still do. But the thing about it is this game is a virtual racing inspired flat shaded polygon throwback racing game. It honestly is exactly like what virtual racing looks like it's all polygon and it's amazing amazing so um they're taking modern elements like online multiplayer and leaderboards and for you know split screen and all that sort of thing and they're they're just bringing it into uh, a modern world with this retro style you know a lot of people are doing uh lots of retro type stuff but no one has really done a throwback to the the polygon era which was about from 88 to about 92 
you know, like games yeah. like Virtual Racing, Wing War, and then of course on consoles like Stunt Race FX and Star Fox and do, a bunch of others. Do you remember hard driving? Oh yeah, absolutely. Dude, the game's so freaking hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pun intended. Yeah, yeah, no, it is because you had the you had actually like it was a driving simulator. Yeah, 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 yeah. simulator. Clutch. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, this is this really looks amazing, cool. dude. Yeah, check it out. It's it's actually on Kickstarter right now, and uh, please go out and support it if you're able to. This is like a massive, massive game, and I'm really, really humbled and thrilled to be a part of it. It's honestly like a dream come true for me. I'm, I'm producing eight songs, all original, and I'm I'm totally doing it throwback style. Um, in the vein of the early racing games, but to produce music for um, a game like this is just so awesome. I'm like awesome. jumping for joy. It's really, really cool. Are you going to uh, be the samples? only one with music credit? What's that? I'm sorry. Are you going to be the only one with um, like, are you the only one doing the music on the game or will it be other artists? So originally they, they got um, the guy who did the soundtrack to castle crashers to do oh, wow. eight songs. And then as soon as I saw the game, I was like, Oh my God, I have to be a part of this. And I got in contact with him and I just been talking and talking and he, Hold on, let's just put that in con- context for people. Jason is collaborating, well, not collaborating, but the guy that did the music for Castle Crashers, okay, the game where every time you go to a PAX convention, you see the huge behemoth booth there, like a really, really big popular series. Jason is doing just as many tracks as the composer for that series, which is pretty awesome. Thank you. <laughs> We're not worthy. We're not worthy. <laughs> no, really, and, and Do you have honest, any samples? Um, yeah. Are you able to share? Yeah. Yeah, I can share. I can share a little bit. And actually, I just just today, I am working on uh, music for his new trailer. He's going to do a little pump up uh, kind of trailer thing for it. Um, but yeah, I have a little, I can probably play a little something here. Uh, let me just pull this up. Um, the game looks amazing. The game looks yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Um, LuckyMountainGames.com is the uh, the website for it. It's also on Steam Greenlight. So go give it a thumbs up on Greenlight. We would really appreciate that there. Uh, let's see. I got my phone here. Is it coming out based if it gets funded or not on Kickstarter? Or is that like a do or die kind of thing? Or no, it it's, still? it's not do or die. It still will come out. The only thing is it's going to just take longer. Uh, they've okay. been working on this for about three years, like on wow. weekends and okay. under the radar. Sure. But uh, once it does uh, get funded, that means that they can just, just move into it for full time and, and really mm-hmm. just get it done. It's yeah. basically in early alpha right now. They have uh, they have it up playing and everything. So um, here's just a little bit. This is uh, one song here. I just call it. Let's go. Let's go.
kind of music I want to fucking race to. <laughs> How about that, that awesome. huh? Dude, that's awesome. Killer. Like, you know what? Keep racing. Keep going. Don't stop. Pedal to the metal. Yes. Nice. Oh, yes. Very excited Very cool. for it. Jason's come a long way since he first made music for that Conquest game on Xbox Live Indie, huh? Yeah, six years ago. <laughs> six years ago. Wow. wow. Nice work, dude. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, I mean, that also, talking about that, I mean, I also have notes for uh, Justice Beaver, which I want to talk mm-hmm. about. Collector Vision mm-hmm. Games. Hello. Huge, huge game there, too. John, thanks for the opportunity there. Yeah, yeah. No, we're excited for that game to come out. Uh, it's been a long in development, longer than we'd like. But, yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be a great game when it comes out. So, your music. I think we played bits and pieces before in a prior podcast. Yeah, so. yeah. And you guys have yeah. yeah, you guys have posted some stuff. The soundtrack is done, and the game yeah. is really looking good. Every time I yeah. see it, it looks better and better and better. And we're really looking forward to that. I mean, I'm, I got a big green button just ready to launch that as well yeah so. we're, we're excited so uh plan on the end of the year hopefully if all goes well so it's just it's been you know we restarted when we did the kickstarter initially for it we, we decided to kind of redo it from scratch because initially it was going to be a rick dangerous clone uh but we have that and then we, we have a new justice beaver so it's going well it's going well it's been stressful but it's been fun <laughs> definitely it'd be good, good, good how about things on the horizon now how about this is a good segue. We'll skip a couple of things we were going to talk about since we were talking about music. I put together a little thing in sort of uh, memory of Metal Jesus's old segment where I picked out some game songs and we'll play a little game. I, I believe me, I tried to be as fair as possible and picked out songs that, you know, Hopefully, at least one of you will know. I didn't pick out any obscure Pete Door shit. (laughs) (laughs) We've been there. (laughs) No, that's cool. That's cool. It's not too hard. So we're going to play a little game of name that game music. So I just went through and created a playlist on YouTube. I picked out a handful of songs. Um, How we're going to do this is I'm just going to wing this and just think of this off the top of my head. I'll play like one second of the song. And if someone gets it, you'll get five points (laughs) and if no one gets it after that first little clip uh i'll play 10 seconds and then if someone gets it you'll get three points and then after that i'll let it go until someone gets it and then you get one point does that sound fair what's the topic what's generation what system what uh everything Okay. I tried to vary it, yeah, it up the best I could. <laughs> so it's not going to be all Sega Genesis. It's going to be some. Okay. I'll let you know what okay. the system is before. All right. Uh, are, you, are, so, are you keeping? Are you keeping score, Pete? I'm so nervous. Yeah, I got a. I got a score keeper. So nervous. I'm scared. So, some of them are hard, and I'll, some of them I'm going to give a, some bonus points if you can give a little bit of additional information, possibly. So, all right, hold on, let me just bring it up here real fast. Okay, so I'm just going to go in order. So this first one, all right, we'll, we'll see how this goes. It's not exactly music per se, but this is what came up when I Googled music for this game. So oh here we go. This is number one. Hold on. Hopefully an, an ad doesn't play. Okay, so that's the first three seconds. Wow, it sounded like somebody like, crumbled up a paperback. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what system? Um, okay, so this would be Xbox 360. Oh, okay. All right, so here's here's the next uh, 10 seconds. Why do you look so sad, Pixie? I don't have any more balloons. Oh, yeah, I got it. Maybe balloons? Yep, John got it. Yes, <laughs> I'll give you so, that one because I, yeah. Jason couldn't get the words out. Yeah. Okay, so. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know we were just yell it out. I. Oh yeah. Just. I, oh. I said I know it. I don't know. Okay. Okay. That's fine. All right. So how about I'll give you both? 
five point or sorry three points. <laughs> yeah because I, I didn't make that clear i call shenanigans on that okay whatever okay Let's so go. john has three i don't give a shit give him to jason john. has three bastard <laughs> i got zero but that's what came up when i googled bains with balloons music jason Kiderling, big shout out there all right so here is number two anyone know that's way too short dude. um okay hold on what system perfect dark Yep, Ben actually got it. Oh my god! Oh, I was shit. thinking that too. Fuck me. So let, let me start that again, so we can hear how. Ah, ben that's good. That's good. Oh ben yeah. Off the first few seconds. It's not right at the menu, right? The menu. Uh, it's right when you start playing. Right? Central right defection. Playing, yeah. Yeah. One, two, three, four. Oh, Fucking rare. So it was. A, there was a great music. So good. Here's number three. Perfect dark. Maze of Balloons. This is GameCube. Oh. Uh, I'm going to say Pikmin. Yep. Jason actually got it. Oh, wow. I'll right. give that to you five points, too, because you got it in before I started playing. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So, Thank you. Three, this is the lead. One, two, three, four, five. He's heating up. All right. Here's number four. Sounds like an RPG. Yeah. This is uh, Wii. Okay, I'll play more. Oh, Mario, 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 Mario Galaxy? Disney Adventures. Adventures. No. No, no. Should I know uh, this? I'll give... I can't really give more of a hint. I'll, I'll say that this is not in a level of the game, but more of like the overworld. Mario Galaxy? Yep, Jason got it. Oh, oh nice. Galaxy. Yep. That's uh, Rosalina in the Observatory. Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll give Jason three points for that. One. Jason's on fire right now. Mm-hmm. He's on fire! Okay, He's on. heating up. I'm doing this on my iPad, so it takes me a second here. All right, here's number five. Rhythm Heaven? This is also a Wii game. Oh. I'm terrible with Wii games. Okay, here we go. Wii music? Oh. It's part of a very long-running Nintendo series. WarioWare? No. I'll play Uh, more. Now it's worth one point. It's known for its very... um, Oh... Kirby. Kirby. It's Kirby. It's Kirby. Yeah, it's Kirby. Said Kirby yeah. first? Ben, ben said it first. Okay, so Ben, yep. one point. Kirby's Epic Yarn, I'll give that to you. Great soundtrack, by the way. If you ever need music to fall asleep to, Kirby's Epic Yarn. It's a pretty good game, too. Right, like here's it. the next one. Now, I'll just say with this one. <laughs> what system? <laughs> I'll, I'll say it after the first two seconds play. Uh, this one has very recognizable music, so I had to pick a song that's very obscure. So here we go. Probably won't get it off of that. Nope, it's N64. Right, here's the next 10. Zelda? No. No, Animal Crossing. No. Oh. Nintendo 64. Oh, 64. Um, oh, God. Let's just say multiple colors. This is the end credit. Harvest Moon? 
Yoshi? Yoshi? Yoshi's story? I'll give it to Ben. It's Yoshi's story. Yeah. Oh, I never beat that game. Yeah, see, that's why I had the... If I would have chose any other song... Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I played that a lot, actually, back in the day. That one I don't I just remember. thought, like, the little whistles. Yeah, because if you would have played, like, wow, 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 wow. Okay, here's here's another one. Now, this one, wow. let's just say, has a really recognizable, unique soundtrack. It's system? mostly known for being on the Sega Saturn, but it also is on the PC. Oh, It's not Knights, is it? Known for its lyrics. Sonic R. Yep, Jason got it. That's Sonic R. Yeah. I love that. I was going to say, it sounds like a racing game. Mm -hmm. It is. (laughs) I just found that on PC out of Goodwill. Okay. Here is terrible at this. Okay, now this one is going to have bonus points. I'm not going to tell you the console, but you should be able to get it. It's a little bit of a more obscure song for this game. Okay, so that's the two second five pointer. You can take as many, you know, not like 10 guesses, but if you want to throw something out there, it's not like you get it. All right, here's 10 more seconds. I'll let it play until it changes tune. Shadowrun? Nope. Next hint will be... Sounds like Super Nintendo. First person shooter. First person shooter? Doom. It is Doom. It is Doom. For what system? Okay, so that's the bonus point. So Ben got three points, but if Ben can name... What system was that for? If Ben can name the system, I'll give him an extra five points. Okay, so... And you only get one guess. I'll, I'll let it play as I'm... One guess. Yeah, one guess. Because I have a guess. 32X. Yes, actually. Ah! Oh. It's horrible on the 32X. You know how I remember, th- you know I remember this? Because the and music on the Super Nintendo version of Doom, the graphics were horrible, but the music was great. It was excellent, yeah. Mm-hmm. Can I just... I just want to quickly play for you guys the most memorable Doom song on 32X and... You can just see what I mean by how freaking bad it is. Hold on. That one sounds like a rhythmic fart. Like, doom, doom, yeah, that's doom, really doom. bad. Hold on, hold on. I got it right here. What the hell? Uh, intermission, hiding the secret son of evil on the heart. Can we just... What is, yeah, what is that? What's the name of the... Intermission, hiding the secret, maybe? Let's try that. Yeah, it's something shit. Sounds like your speakers are broken. I mean, that's a bad diarrhea. Where the hell is it? Dark Falls? No, it has to be FDM Gate. Yeah, there it is. Listen to this. It literally sounds like your speakers are broken, but that's how it sounds. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Would you believe that that's the first version of Doom that I had as my own personal copy? So that's what I had to play. God. Wow. Right, 
So hold on, let me get back to the playlist. Uh, let me get Ben is eight points. So one. Fucking, two, I've heard little tiger handhelds have better audio than that. <laughs> and like I said, the Super Nintendo version, because I remember playing Doom on the SNES, and the graphics were horribly pixelated, but the soundtrack was fantastic. Yeah, they shrunk. They had to shrink the screen even still, mm-hmm. and the frame rate was still terrible, but. The audio was really good. Still, an FPS on the on the Super Nintendo. I mean, that was something interesting at the time. Yeah, that was hard to do. Okay, here's number nine. Uh, PC, Xbox 360. Um. What are they? I have no, I no idea. Is it Gears? No. Uh, you guys will kick yourselves when you. Uh, let me see what kind of hint. Online multiplayer shooting game. Wait. No. Halo. No. Let's just say fans were mad when the sequel was made for this time. What, Halo? This music. This music plays online when. Something happens uh, in game. A certain enemy comes to attack you. It's four-player online co-op. Had one sequel. Um, Crackdown. Somehow related to Half-Life. Cover is a hand. Left for Dead. Yeah. <laughs> what? I did so not recognize. That's the music wow. that plays when the tank comes. Oh my god! See, Jason, mm. I told you. You know what, dude? I I've always had the music down in that game. Oh, Jason. Always, because I just want to hear where those fucking zombies yeah. are coming from. I've never heard that song. Okay, <laughs> let's try number 10. <laughs> so did I score a point for that one? Like, yeah, she got one point. Got a point. Half a point. Okay, here's the next one. Okay, that's going to be really hard to find. Uh, Metal Gear Solid. No. Okay, so this is a game that is uh, this generation. Fallout 4? Yep. Hmm. So that is the dominant species song. That game has a great soundtrack. Ben with three points. On the board. Don't worry, I'll do some more bonus. Okay, here is the next one. This is Game Boy. Pokemon? It is Pokemon. But for a bonus three points, can you name specifically what part of the game this song is from. I recognize it as Pokemon, but I don't know the exact location. Isn't it a specific... It's a different battle, isn't it? It is. It's a very specific battle song. It's yeah. uh, it's the battle against the very the very last battle against your rival. Yeah, okay. In the Elite Four. So that's three points for Ben. One, two, three. How many of these songs do you have? Uh, I've got quite a bit more, so you have a chance to come back. Don't worry, John. The next one you guess, I'll give you a bonus. 800 songs, John. <laughs> Pity points. <laughs> uh... 
I know this one. It's a racing game. The second All is right. in the system, it might give it away. So this is a Dreamcast game. Oh, Sonic Adventure? Yep. So that is worth three points for John, but... Uh, let's see, how can I do this? Um... I don't know how I can really do a bonus for that song. <laughs> don't worry about it. Because it would be really hard for you to know the yeah. specific location. All right, next one. Okay, this one you should be able to get. Even if you haven't played this game, the, the soundtrack is very distinctive. So, Turok. No. Okay, so this is a game that originated on the PS3. No, it was download only until they came out with a compilation. Journey. Yeah, it was Journey. Who said mm. that? I did. Okay. So that is worth uh, three points. He's heating up. All right, here's now here is one that the music in this game is very recognizable, so I had to pick something pretty obscure. Donkey Kong Country? Oh. <sighs> nope. Nope. It's, uh, I know this. this. Um. This is N64. Um, shit. Um, fuck. I have this. I was just going to do a drum cover of it, actually. Okay, so the next hint will be... This is the end credits. No. Wave race? No. Oh my god, I feel like such a dumbass. I'll just say we mentioned this game quite a few times on the podcast tonight. Ready today? Yep. Dad, no idea. What's that? I don't know. Jason, any last guess? Uh, I, I feel like such a dipshit. Star Fox. I have it in my playlist and everything. What's the first game that comes to mind when you think of Nintendo 64? Oh, it's Mario 64. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just give you all a point. Courtesy point. <laughs> One, two, three. Um, God. It's a bonus question for that game. So it's damn bongos. No bonus question for Mario. All right, here's one. Number 15. Chrono Trigger. Yes. Yep. Jason with the five-pointer. Wow. Now, if you can name the, the oh. song title, Jason. Oh, I absolutely can. How many points do I get? This is exciting. Five points. Uh, it's uh, the end of time. Incorrect. Oh, oh, oh. The, brink, the brink of time. Oh, oh. oh fuck. <laughs> Technicality hey, for five extra points. <laughs> All right. Now that's fair. I'll give you. I'll give you an extra fair. point just for being close. All right. Oops. Here's the next one. Oh, zombies ain't my neighbors. Yes. Wow, he's on fire, folks. And for an extra point, is it the Genesis or Super Nintendo version? Oh, that was Genesis for sure. Yep. So you get six points solid play for a little bit. Who? One of the best levels with the little Chucky dolls in the. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want to. It was number sixteen. I mean seventeen. 
Run? No. It's a Sega Genesis game. No. Uh, it's a sequel to a beat-em-up. Future Race? Nope. Sunset Riders? Nope. Gauntlet? Nope. Let's see. Red, green, blue. Uh, what, Turtles? Death Ninja Adder. Turtles? Death Adder. Oh, Cool Max 2. Yep. Oh. Wow. with the one-pointer. And John, for an extra five points... If you can name one of the character, selectable characters' names, you'll get an extra five points. Oh, shit. I don't know their names. You got the dwarf, and the second <laughs> one you had, like... You got the fucking dwarf? <laughs> Next one. <laughs> this is number 18. Oh, shit. I know this. Final Fantasy three. Nope. This is a Sega Genesis game. Oh, Ghosts and Goblins. No. Um, let's just say that I had to pick one of the more lesser-known songs, because... Ultra Beast? Yes. Wow. <laughs> so that's three points for Ben. It's an import. I know that song. Fuck, I should have It's Yeah, it's a little bit of an obscure one. Okay, number 19. Now, this song... from the grave. Okay, if you can get this one, it's actually an unused song that was never used in the official release of the game. Where but the if you listen... If you listen, though, you might be able to get it. So if you can get this one in the first two seconds, two, three seconds that I play, you'll get 10 points. Yeah, I know that um, it's Sonic and it's Sonic. Uh, I think it's Sonic Some 3. No, no. No, no, it's it's a Sonic Spinball. No, no. This is an unused song, so it was never in the game. Sonic 3D Marble Blast. Nope. Sega Genesis. It's it's the part where Sonic is in the you're getting the coins in the little puzzle area. Sonic Spinball. Yeah, I already said Spinball. No, it's not that. Sonic Two. Sonic 2. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Gone with one point. So that is a song called Unused Song Sonic 2 Music. <laughs> go go look up what is the bonus area for Sonic for Sonic 2. Go look at the bonus stage. Where it rotates. Where it rotates. Where it rotates. Yeah, go listen yeah. to... Go I know po- what you're talking about, but it's... Uh, hold on, let me find it. It sounds identical to that. Sonic 2 bonus stage? Oh, no, that wouldn't be Sonic 2. It'd be Sonic, Sonic. 3. Right? Or one. Oh, one Sonic. with the rotator. Yeah, one. Yeah. Sonic 2 was the one where you like the first person, like you're running, right? Yeah. Which was what was my favorite. Sonic 1 bonus stage theme. Close. So I could see how you might get okay. it messed up. All right, number 20. There's only five more. 
So for these final ones, we'll do double points if you get it within the first two seconds. Where are we at tally-wise? I'm like way behind. Okay, so Ben has 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 24. John has 9. Jason has 5, 10, 15, 20, 24. So it's a tie between Jason and Ben right now. Ooh, neck so neck. if you get it in the first round, it's 10 points. In the second round, it's 6. And in the final, it's worth 2. Ninja Turtles. They uh it's the boss battle for uh um Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time. That is correct. Whoa! Boom! Let's just hear that wow. again so we can hear how Jason got that. Very impressive. On Super, Super Nintendo? Nintendo? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. One, two, three. Nice. So you're at thirty-four now. Wow. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, this is number 21. Harvest Moon? <laughs> nope. It's, uh... It was on Xbox 360 and PS3 with a sequel that was released this generation. Bayonetta. Yep. Nice. So that's six points for Ben. Mm. One, two, four, five, six. Number 22. This one's going to be hard. Final Fantasy... Something. <laughs> it's, uh, Streamcast. Dreamcast. a fighting game. Nope. A very well-known fighting game series, man. Oh. Full cover? Yep. John with the two-pointer. Mm. That was the character select screen. Mm. There's number 23. There's only three left. Oh, yeah, oh, um... F-Zero? No, that's Castlevania. Nope. Oh, this is a Game Boy Color game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll let it play a little more. Mm. What did you say, Ben? Batman? Nope. Okay, so this is actually... Uh, I swear I've played this. It's a Capcom game. It sounds Capcom. This is a Mario game. Golf. You said Mario Tennis, Ben. I did. Oh and man, wow. that sounds really like Capcom shit right I, there. I could tell yeah, it, was it, not from one of the, it was not from one of the main Mario games. I could tell that. Wow, good music it in that. Capcom ish. Hmm. It sounds like Castlevania. Or it does. Like, that game has incredible music. If you haven't played it, by the way. All right, here's number twenty-four. It's a PC. So. Oh. And PS1 port. Dungeon Crawler. Diablo? It is Diablo. 
That is Tristram. Wow. So that's two points for John. Now we're down to the final song. But oh, let's see here. Jason has 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 34. Ben has 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 37. So Jason has to get this one. And this is a toughie. I'm way behind. He doesn't even say what I have. So I'm so behind. <laughs> Why even bother? John has 13. <laughs> yes. So probably Why even bother? 13. Thanks right. for noticing me. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, here we go. This is a tough one, I think, for you guys. Great. Katamari? That is Katamari Damasi. Whoa! Oh! oh. oh. Well played. That is my favorite song in the whole entire series. Little, I mean, Lonely Rolling Star. Hold on, we gotta get these vocals. Freaking love the Katamari games. Yeah, this wonderful, like, kind of J-pop quality to it, yeah. But, Pete, why did you type him the answer in the chat in Skype? (laughs) (laughs) He did no such thing. You would have heard the horse hooves. (laughs) Yeah, true. Well, well played, gentlemen. Well played. Well played, guys. It was a pleasure. Hopefully it wasn't too long, but I figured since the songs are only going to be a few seconds, I had to pick a fair amount of songs. It was good. Sure. It's good, man. It was fun. I liked that. That was good. Good times. John's like, fuck you all. Fuck you guys. <laughs> no, it can be hard. That's why, you know, at least people playing along at home, they don't have the answers right in front of them either. So some of them you can have a really hard time with. Something that seems so obvious, like Mario 64. If someone played that shit for me, I wouldn't have any idea what it was. That's why I just picked a song where I'm like, damn, this sounds pretty tough. Well, plus, remembering it on the spot is also really tough, too. Mm-hmm. That hey, was fun. Hey, um, have you guys played the Mitomo app on the phones? Yet, I have not. No, no, no one has. Well, this is great then, because I have, and it's fun. Nintendo has released an app on mobile. We never thought they'd do it, right? I remember, I remember talking on this show years ago, saying, "Pah, they'll never, they'll never release anything on the mobile, never." But it's not really a game. Do you, do you want me to talk about it a little bit? Should we sure. talk about? Yeah, because I actually have no idea what the hell it even is, to be honest. Okay, so basically, it is an app that you download for your phones, um, and it's kind of a social media type of a thing where you can connect with your friends. Now you have to link it to either your Facebook or Twitter. That's the only way you can like import contacts, and people can find oh, you that God. way. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? Um, so you wait, do wait. So when you have max friends on Facebook, how does it handle that? Am I going to have five thousand friends in this game? So it has a one thousand friend limit cap, but what it does is everyone has to either send you a request. Or you have to send them a request. So it doesn't just like auto import everybody. So you pick and choose pretty much who you want on your friends list. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what happens is it's built around your little me's. So like you go and you walk around and you have your house and you're just inside your house and you answer questions. It asks you questions and it asks the community questions that everyone answers. And when you are friends with somebody, they can, they'll like mingle and come over and then you can interact with them. You can click on them and they will ask questions. It's all set by Nintendo. It's just like, it's basically like, 
it's like kind of like an interactive Sims, but Nintendo me characters. You can customize yourself, and when you answer questions, you get coins that buy different outfits, and it's a social experience. So it's not really mm. a game per se. Mm. It's fun and a great time killer. You know, it's a lot of it's a lot of fun. It's cool just to launch it and screw around, and it they're branding it as get to know other people or you know like people can come over to your house right and click on you and it'll ask questions like what do you think like here's a question it says it asks people like what do you think jason spends most of his time doing and anyone that comes over will like type it in their phone they'll be like oh well he he plays video games and is a musician which is an answer that I've I get multiple times, right? And they'll be like, "Well, what do you think his favorite food is?" And people will be like, "Oh, he loves dog shit, or he loves pizza, you know, or whatever." <laughs> and they can type that in, and then when I go to my house, I can see people have been talking about me, and I can click on it and hear what they have to say, and like give it a, a, a heart, or I can respond to it, and it comes into like a chat. So we all have this chat box based off of one question and there's thousands of questions every day there's questions and they're all random so it's a really big time time waster and it's kind of fun people are having a lot of fun with it kind of in a way well i have an audio clip may i may i please give you the mitomo experience in one audio clip let's hear it okay i'll just I'll, i'll say before i play this this was a question that was asked about what is your favorite things or what is your favorite thing about cats? That was the question. Okay, here we go. You had the opportunity to say pussy, but you did. Wow. I honestly thought about it. I have a better pussy than all of you. Potato pussy. Catfish. Except for me. Poof. Too much pussy. I'm proud of you. Nah. I'm going to have to say my pussy is the best. Y'all bitches ain't got nothing on me. My pussy snapback came too strong. All these comments arguing about who has the best pussy are infinitely more hilarious because they're being read out by the derpy me voices. It's pure gold. Ha ha ha. Oh my god, I'm dying over here. My fav me tomo comment section I've seen yet 12 slash 10. can your pussy jump off a cliff? Because mine accidentally did. What a me pussy even look like? These are the questions. WTF, this is hell. I have a man pussy. What did I start? Pussy? Put it in my ass. Too dang. Jason Bina approves this entire chain of pussy talk. Good game. Wait, hold on. So all those were comments? That is gold. It reads the comments out? Let me just tell you something. You create a me that looks like you, just like you do on your, your console. And you can then select the type of voice, the speed, your mannerisms and how you say things. So some people have a low voice. Some people have high voices. Some people speak slow or fast. And it reads back. It reads the entire conversation back as you scroll in the me voices Mm. that you created. So it's fucking hilarious. That was just one conversation that I came across the other day. <laughs> that is awesome. That makes me that want to download cool, it. Man. <laughs> and funny. it's basically... it's How does Nintendo allow this? Oh my god. I know. I was so... I was like nervous, <laughs> right? Because I'm thinking, if I say anything in here, if I say... If I say shit in this i'm gonna get banned you know what i mean mm-hmm. i mean you saw what they did with swap note oh fuck you draw a picture of a cock and i mean they shut the whole thing down mm-hmm. but this they are not they are really not doing anything about it right now 
They are not. People are going ape shit in there. And it's kind of fun. It's, it's so really they don't, fun. they don't, they don't like uh, words. censor anything. They don't. Hmm. They don't do say anything. I figured they, that's the first thing they would do. I know. Right. I figured I wouldn't be able yeah. to say half the stuff I say, but is this for Android and iOS or what? Yep. Yep. Okay, it wow. is. Wow. It's just called me Tomo. I'm going to download it. Actually. That sounds fun. That yeah. Funny. So download it and you know, go and sync up whatever Twitter or whatever, and then find me and come on over and we can talk. And hang talk out. P- we'll talk about pussy. Yeah, exactly. You could have said pussy, but you didn't. Wow. Wait, wait. Now, the one question I have is if I make a reply on Facebook, is that going to be like public on Facebook or only in Mimoto? No, it's the only connection there is that you link your account to, to um, find friends. Okay, good. That so is it. As vulgar as I want to It be. has absolutely no <laughs> connection. Yeah. Pete, Pete, that ship has sailed long ago. Anyone who's listening to the podcast knows you're as vulgar as the rest of them. Oh, yes. It's, coming, it's coming out floodgates. So you better friend me in Mimoto. Let's do it. Let's I'm do on it. the case. I'm on it. Well, I'm glad you guys haven't played that. I was excited and yeah, <laughs> to let funny. you hear that conversation. Just another day. Hmm. We're going old school Serbian film baby style. Oh boy! You know what I mean, <laughs> my favorite one was like, "What a me pussy even look like?" <laughs> a man okay. pussy. <laughs> Put it in okay, my ass. Okay, I'm sorry. They fucking knew. Give people the freedom to communicate openly. That's exactly what they're gonna do. Yeah. Well, it blows me away because. I mean, I mean, exactly. I just said swap note. That's exactly what happened. They shut that fucking thing down quicker than anything. They're like, everyone's drawing cocks and pussies and titties. Mm-hmm. We can't stop them. So what are we going to do? We're going to shut all these swap notes down. We'll just shut the whole fucking service down. And that's what they did. They pulled the plug on it. We live in an era where a drawing of a penis is not exactly a shock thing. Really? I mean, what is the first thing you did when you opened Swap Note? I know I drew a big-ass dick with two (laughs) big-ass balls. And I started sending that to my friends. This goes back for me. Give me my Etch-A-Sketch. In 1985, the first thing I drew was a cock. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a rite of passage. And it took a whole day to do it. And we had square balls. With a self-portrait myself, the screen's not big enough (laughs) for me to draw. You know, I would need to do like an IMAX screen to like be able to. Well, John, the only problem problem is that you were playing on an itch and sniff. (laughs) 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 Fuck. Thanks for making me choke on my water. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little different. You, the, you came up with that shit? That's funny. Just right off the cup. Yeah, man. Well okay. done. Well, well done. done. Touche, my friend. Touche. That's mm-hmm. hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I guess we're turning it to another topic here because, I mean, Pete made a list here, and there's one that I really kind of want to get your opinion on, if you'll indulge me. Sure. Okay. The rising cost of retro games and how it affects us because this is something that a lot of people have been talking about. <laughs> So where do you feel it's going? Like, especially nowadays with eBay and, you know, obviously more people are aware of retro games and you have younger people kind of jumping on the bandwagon. Like, how have you find your retro game hunting or your collecting? Has it been impacted by that? Oh, wow. Um, wow. We could do a whole episode just on this topic. Yeah. Brevity it's, is wit. <laughs> well, it's all based on supply and demand, you know, but I, 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 what, what annoys me is when people buy like multiple copies of the same game and kind of hoard it, you know, and then drive up the cost. Cause I know I've bumped into people at like shows that like this guy has like one guy at vendor had like five copies of little Samson or some crazy shit. And he was, his goal is to collect as many copies to drive up the cost, which I think is bullshit. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It's really tough because I mean, again, everyone's kind of getting into it. I mean, there's like Facebook groups that I'm in too, and I just sit and I just watch it. I just watch the the shit unfold, and it's honestly, it's like watching 
it's like watching cats sniff catnip and they're just going crazy with like mm. all this all this collecting and it's fantastic i mean everyone should collect and do stuff but again like john you're saying like supply and demand i mean you think about it when a you know a, a console release say like well like let's talk about nintendo anything nintendo uh where let's say nes had how many games in its library what is it 800 or a thousand 700, 700 or something mm-hmm. so i mean that's not a whole lot of games and of course a lot of those are either garbage or in a landfill somewhere from you know back before it was really kind of popular for collectors and so supply and demand it's yeah it's really going up it's hard it's really hard to to collect that kind of stuff right now mm-hmm. i mean i like going out personally i like going out to goodwills with stephanie we, we do our show right. you we gotta go say out. that story jason about finding those 200 hundred dollar super nintendo games I, this is actually a that this works perfectly to what you're asking ben so yeah let's talk i'll just i'll briefly tell the story so we go out we do our thrift and show on the youtube channel and it's widely popular people love it and we love doing it the thing is is what we're seeing now is everybody thinks video games as a whole are worth tons and tons of money and i think so we walked into a goodwill right and behind the glass counter they had about 20 super nintendo games okay they had everything from mlb whatever baseball and a couple of uh, john madden football games all the way up to final fantasy and um i don't know they had a they had a bunch of them right so the Final Fantasy game was like 20 bucks. It was Final Fantasy to what was it? Two? I think it was two. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, okay. Like, that's decent price. That's, yeah. that's fair, you know? Like, yeah, we'll get that or whatever. That was the cheapest game they had. The rest of them were all over 150 bucks a game. What? What? Not, not only that, it was like one of them was like 200. Which one was it? It was, um, it was a baseball game, actually. It was, um, I don't know, Bo Jackson or something crazy, right? It was like 200 bucks. And I, I really, I wasn't filming or doing loose? it that day. Yeah, just loose by themselves, all dirty. For a sports game. Up. For a sports game. Wow. Right? Totally, like, if anything, I can see them try and do that with Final Fantasy. But again, they don't know, you know, they don't really take in consideration the title, the condition or whatever. They just, in the back, they get the games, they look at it. You know, Billy back there who thinks he knows something about video games says, holy shit, look at these games. And he prices them all really high, pushes them out there to the front. And unfortunately, what happens is unsuspecting buyers or people who are wet behind the ears, really excited about this hobby will buy it. And that's what really sucks. And that's what drives up the thing. I actually got into an argument a little bit with the employees there because I said this. I, I said to the lady, I said, this has to be a mistake. I said, you have $200 on this, this game. That's maybe worth a dollar to $5 at the most. And she goes, and she was very stern. She's like, Nope, that's how much it is. And I'm like, why is that exactly? And she goes, well, it's a Nintendo game. It's they're very, very collectible, very sought after right now. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I said, that's true to a point, but no, I said, not all of these are rare collectible sought after games and and it was it sucked because this other employee like to my left a couple counters down like chimed in was like nope anything that he said this and i quote he said anything nintendo is worth a ton of money anything and i'm like and i said no i actually you're wrong 
you are wrong, actually. Not you should have everything. pulled up eBay pricing. I was like, I could not believe it. And they're standing there like, I want 200 for John Madden. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And it was, I was very, very, I would have been furious. I was very upset. And in fact, listen to me. I'm like, I'm so mad about it. I'm not over it. I'm very frustrated. I feel like, oh, this was uh, about a month ago. Not that long ago. Not that long ago. And I feel like this hobby, this, 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 uh, these people, they, they are in their back. They're back there on their computers going to eBay or they're going on YouTube and looking up like Goodwill. Maybe it's a thing where people go on YouTube and they look up Goodwill hunting or thrift shop hunting. And then they see someone that finds, say, like Earthbound and they're like, this game's worth $200. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, oh, wow, everything we have must be worth that much. Yep. And what sucks is that I went back like a few weeks later and guess what? All the games were gone. So someone actually bought that at $200. No, unless they sent them to probably. like another facility or something. Yeah, they probably lowered the price. It just well, makes kinda, me sick. Well, it's funny you, you recommend looking at eBay prices. And I'm like, people on there are equally fucking clueless. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. you know, and then that's why, if, and maybe that's what's spurring this on is just this whole notion that you know one video game is going to be worth this amount of money, ergo every one of them is going to be. So everyone's just jacking up the price. I don't know what pisses me off more: the people asking for so much, or the people ignorant enough to pay these prices. The latter, easily yeah. the latter, because you yeah. know what. If people weren't willing to pay that, the prices, I think, would naturally come down. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. So it's the people out there, you know, with more money than brain cells. And, you know, okay, we've all overpaid for shit in the past. I mean, we're all guilty of that. But, I mean, come on. You know, do a little diligence, especially with retro stuff, because, you know, not everything that glitters is gold. The thing is, too, it's like... You know, as collectors, like the whole the whole point of collecting, at least for me, and I've always been this way, like I don't ever like go to GameStop and trade in all my games or whatever. But like I like to deal with other people who are gamers or collectors Mm -hmm. and I like to trade or buy or sell from them. And or, you know, like I have bins in my garage of like I'm going through my collection now and looking at games that, you know what, maybe I don't I don't play it. I'm maybe I'm not really into it. Like let's let's kind of move on from it. Put it in the hands of another collector. Let me use that money to then get other games that that I want. And you know, mm-hmm. it's this cycle. That's the collector cycle. I don't if you keep them all and you just you just sit on them and that's a hoarder, you know? And fine. If you want to be a hoarder, that's fine too. I don't give a shit. Yeah. But I'm just saying like that's the fun of it for me i love talking to with another gamer and they're like yeah i've got like i've got five super nintendo games i got a donkey Kong country and this and that i'm like well i've got like maybe five or six dreamcast games like do you want to swap you want to it's great you know that's fun it Mm -hmm. sucks that it's hard to do that even now because like john you were saying you have you have people who are either so ignorant they don't they uh, they either just really want the games and they don't they have so much money like I'm not rich. You know, I don't have money just coming out of the woodwork here to be spending 200 bucks on Bo Jackson's baseball or whatever it is. Right. And it, well, it, pe- <sighs> what people forget is too, is that, I mean, collectors, I mean, the good collectors out there, they're, they're bargain hunters. Exactly. You exactly. know, you're not, you're not, you're I wait not gonna, years to get a deal. Exactly. But my problem is I wait so long now. I'm like, I'll get a deal on this later on. And I wait and the game just keeps going up and up. So for me, it's not even becoming fun anymore. Like collecting, yeah. Retro yeah. for me right now is is not even fun because stuff is so expensive. I think it's less of a hobby and more of a business now. And the perfect example of that is you guys remember when I went to Japan and I told you guys how I bought a suitcase and I came back with a suitcase filled with nothing but games. You know, I had a field day there because as a collector and a gamer, like I found so many games that I wanted for a great price. And just a couple of years ago, now in Japan, I read an article uh, that someone posted 
how in Japan now the game stores that I went to, when I walked into them, they were like a, it was like heaven. There were tons and tons of games, amazing deals. You go to one of these game stores now, the shelves are like wiped clean. There's hardly any selection. All that's left are like the shitty, crappy sports games because people that live in Japan that are like running a business online, um, the people that are Japanese, native Japanese, that sell import games on like ebay and stuff are getting very privy to the prices that things are going for and they're going to the stores there in japan buying all the games and reselling them especially americans or anybody that's not japanese that lives in japan they go to the japanese game stores they buy up everything as a way of basically making a living out of it just reselling on ebay and online that on sucks. Websites. it really does yeah there's nothing does. left in the japanese shops apparently and what's there is like super freaking overpriced so here's a, here's a question for you. Here's a question. Like, do you think, I mean, obviously YouTube has become a main force with game collecting and it's brought a lot of gamers together. Do you think maybe the popularity of this hobby on YouTube has kind of spurred the spike in demand? For sure. Oh, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It's, it's, it's become a point now on YouTube where it's like, oh, whose collection is bigger? And I feel like that's all it's about now nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many more channels that are pro- like back in the day, it used to be about discussing games and whatnot but nowadays with a lot of quote-unquote collecting channels that have been popping up it's it's just all about hey check out how big my collection is or look at what i added to my collection which is fine like people i like watching some of those videos to some extent you know i don't you know i do some of those kind of videos because that's always been the focus of my channel is collecting but i feel like it's just getting oversaturated with the point now where it's like you know calm down like we realize you have a big game collection and it just it spurs all these other people that want to get a bigger like, collection. People mm-hmm. are comparing dick sizes. Like, come on. Is that exactly. Like, mm-hmm. It's exactly Jesus. what it feels like, especially yeah. in all these like Facebook groups and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, so, Oh my God, guys, please give it a oh, rest. Jason, don't get me started on the Facebook groups. I'm not going to name any names, but the one <laughs> thing I hate on Facebook is when I log on there and I see a picture of like, not even kidding, like $5,000 or more worth of games in a single picture. And it's like, I just felt like taking this picture because these are my rare games. And I'm like, fucking really? Like, calm down. <laughs> Everybody else doesn't need to see that shit. Completely you know? agree. It's mm. like, uh, oh, yeah, I don't want to, I don't even want to say anything to get heat, but <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. I agree with you, Pete. Yeah, I think well said. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, uh, I, gonna, I think if there's. not going to flame any flames. No, anymore. definitely not. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, I guess, uh, my. What's the dude's name? Jerry Springer's final thought on that (laughs) whole thing for me is that I think public service announcement people stop paying these ridiculous prices for games Mm -hmm. that are not are not really worth. Again, it's only worth what you're willing to pay for it. Okay, Mm -hmm. but remember, remember that when you go and you pay three hundred dollars for Stunt Race FX, when you do that. All you're really doing is hurting everyone who's trying to collect Stun Race FX. And a kitten dies every time. And a kitten <laughs> dies. Think of the kittens, people. Think of the kittens. And a big bowl of catnip just gone. Yeah. Well, it's funny. And you know what? And lastly, too, people who are selling games, stop fucking jacking up the prices. I, I know. Mm-hmm. Money yeah, talks. If you want to sell your games, you just want to set them in a case every Money talks, convention. shit walks. I get it. But you know what? stop doing that you know it's, it's pissing me off yeah shots fired goodwill fucking get a clue yeah well here's pissing the thing like off. I, I was watching i was watching the game chasers actually i binge watched some of their episodes the other night love that show mm-hmm. um but they were going to garage sales and they found even like 
these people look like they've never been near YouTube, let alone a shower or anything. <laughs> like these are, you know, garage sailors. And, you know, even they're jacking up the prices saying, you know, every game here is $10 and you're talking $1, you know, Sesame Street on Nintendo, for example. Like it's getting everywhere. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. But I don't know. I, I, again, this is not any different than like five years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago. Like collecting is a phase thing. Like we've talked about this many, many times. Like what is, what is really good to collect for right now? What is it's whatever people don't give a shit about whatever they don't really want. And what is that? Uh, right now you can collect for PS two, uh, and Xbox, like uh, the original Xbox. Or it depends on genres too. Like RPGs, genres, yeah. you know, you're going to run into trouble, but man, I'll tell you, I, I didn't tell you guys when I went to a convention, I went to the digital press store for the first time and I just went to their PS one section and I sat there for a good half an hour, just picking through all their games. I can't tell you how many games that I got for a few dollars each that I'd never heard of. And I streamed some of them the other night and some of them were fantastic, like little hidden, like racing games that I found that, you know, this, there are games to be found out there cheap, but you just have to, have patience, uh, you know, do it the old school style. Just look at the cover art, look at the back. If it looks fun, if it's a few dollars, pick it up. Uh, but if you're looking for RPGs or, you know, rare, well-known titles, yeah, good luck with that. It's a, it's a, jung- it's a jungle out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a jungle, brother. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's it's an interesting topic because, I mean, especially in the circles I run, I mean, a lot of people are just dabbling in game collecting now. And I'm like, I, I, I would be afraid to even dip my toe in the lake, just given what the prices are like. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not even a collector, personally. Like, I don't really have a game collection. So if I were to start somewhere, you know, Super Nintendo, PlayStation, any of the retro consoles would be the last places I'd start. It's still fun to do it, though. You just got to be more vigilant today. Yeah, yeah, he's got to be got to be on it. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's a jungle, oh. brother. So we're nearing topic? the two hour mark. Uh, did you guys want to do the next topic or did you want to save it for the next episode? Uh, I have time if you guys okay. do. I'm OK. Yeah. Well, how are you doing, Pete? You OK? No, I'm good. Jason? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're rubbing my back right now, so I'm good. I am. We're both <laughs> naked right now. So we're good. <laughs> my, my, my hands have water. So I think we only have like what, one more topic anyway. Right. Yeah, Star basically. Wars. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, okay. What is the VR topic? Oh, virtual reality. Okay, virtual reality. We won't spend too long on it, but one of the questions that I had is because someone actually, I got into sort of an argument with somebody in my Twitch chat. Not an argument, but we had a little bit of back and forth where he was saying that virtual reality is bad for the video game industry and he hopes it's just a fad. And I said, hell no. You know, virtual reality is good for the industry because it pushes it forward. You know, I want to see the video game industry evolve into virtual reality. We've wanted that for so long. And the fact that it's in the beginning stages, sure, some of the games might look like shit because you have streamers. And this is me on a little rant, by the way. You have streamers like PewDiePie and Markiplier and all these people that, you know, they make a lot of money for a living streaming bad games on YouTube so that people can watch it and laugh. And then it creates a bad stereotype for virtual reality games because then everybody thinks, oh, all that's out there are these terrible shitty games. But let's keep in mind that big developers haven't had their right amount of time yet to develop, you know, first party titles for, say, the PlayStation VR. It's just been these small indie teams that make, you know, an effort to kind of play around with the technology. So sure, a lot of the games aren't going to look that great. But I think a couple of years from now, you know, I'm really excited to see where virtual reality goes. And I don't agree with anybody that hopes it's just a fad. Uh, I don't know what you guys think. Well, why would anyone hope for it to fail? I mean, that's, I, that's what I was arguing I, with this guy. I, I didn't understand I, that. I don't hope it fails, but I, I do think it's a fad, Pete. 
I don't, but, I'm not saying I, I, I want them. To, I want it to work, but I don't. I don't think it's gonna last. I, I mean, I could, I could see it being possibly a fad if it doesn't catch on, which I hope it doesn't. Just the way 3D games were also a fad with that I, whole debacle. I bought the Oculus Rift, you know, the the beta, whatever the you know, and it was the worst money ever spent. Yeah, I'm Piece holding on the Rift. I'm waiting for the PlayStation VR because Sony is not gonna. They're not going to allow another move, or I hope they don't. I'm hoping that with the PlayStation VR, they wait until that thing has, you know, well, a, a okay. ample amount of launch titles that are decent. That brings up a good point. Okay, what what is Sony doing with the move? Nothing, right? It's, well, they're bringing, I mean, they're, bringing, they're bringing it back for the PlayStation VR. I think that's right. going to package okay. two of the move modes. Yeah. What, 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 isn't, what is Microsoft doing with the Kinect? It's abandoned at this point, it seems. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know, those things are kind of a, people are like, oh, let's copy Nintendo with the Wii U. And I feel like people are just like, let's kind of copy the Oculus Rift because, you know, it's cool. It's different. No, it's, it's a bit different, though, because, I mean, we're talking full VR here. And I mean, yeah, yeah. a lot of yeah. people, a lot of people I follow online who were initially saying, you know, VR is going to be a gimmick. They've gotten their hands on the Oculus Rift and they pre-ordered the PlayStation VR. And I think there's an HTC one as well, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I think now you throw in maids and balloons. And you got oh, well. VR system seller. Fuck. We haven't even started system on virtual seller. virtual porn. System okay. seller. I'm in system line for that seller. shit. Yeah. Th- that's an uh, that's an untapped. No pun intended. We have to we have to really focus on that. But but no, I mean a lot of people who I personally follow, they've said it's not a gimmick. They say it's really good. But full yeah. disclosure, I would not buy a virtual reality headset of any description because I have vision <laughs> issues that would prevent, prevent me from enjoying it. But I mean, there's other people I know who unless it's porn. Well, I, I would make the exception for that. Anyone would, can enjoy that, Ben. <laughs> exactly, but no, I don't have binocular vision, so 3D would be completely wasted on me. But I want to, I want to talk about a few things too. On touching on the points that you guys have brought up, I have a few things I got to say about this. Um, John, I believed exactly what you said for a very long time because, and ac- actually, I I saw you go through your whole drama with your Oculus, um, and incompatibility issues and didn't work right and it was kind of cumbersome and convoluted and you're you didn't really get the support you were looking for and it was it was kind of a a glitchy gimmicky thing that in the end for you didn't work at all and you have a very bad taste in your mouth because of it and you know i understand that um i think i think vr in general has kind of had a rough start well you know they tried to do it years ago and it never really took off and now we have the technology in place to do it and it's it's really kind of had a rough start to begin with and i felt like it's kind of a gimmicky thing i never really paid much interest i never really researched it all that much until yesterday so it's really cool peter you brought this up because i want to share a few things because my mind is completely changed and i i feel like okay now I'm on Steam, and they're advertising the HTC Vive. And that thing, Ben, you talked about it. Yes, that's the one from HTC. And and in reality, that thing looks amazing. Of course, Steam has their Steam VR, where they're having basically developers put their games up that are VR supported. Lots of games are getting that. Um, But how it works is, you know, you put on this mask or whatever, and you put points around your room. You have these little, like, square... I don't know. They're like USB dongle, you know, attachments that go around the room basically to, to pinpoint where you're standing, you know, to put where you are in this environment. You have to have a pretty big room for it, Mm -hmm. but it then will track you 
and one to one like ratio of where you're standing, where you're walking, where you're going in the mask. It, it tells you when you're getting close to a, an object or a wall or something you can back up. And it's completely 360 inside of this world immersive. It's it's amazing. Like mm. my uh, um, my friend Barnacles, we all know Barnacles. He mm-hmm. did a, a video of it, of him actually playing like a zombie game. And it looks incredible. It has these two kind of pads that you hold. They look kind of like, you know, like pistol grips with little circle on the top. And, you know, they, they look whatever. They look kind of weird. But um, that's your that's your input. All right. So you can move your hands freely and, and walk around and do this sort of thing. I'm just looking at it like, wow, if I can really one-to-one and it work right, be standing in my room, having that virtual experience that I'm actually in this game, like zombie, I hear a zombie behind me. I turn around, he's there. I'm looking, I'm shooting like that really blows me away. That blows me away. Mm-hmm. I think that really could be like the future of gaming. Like, I feel like if this, if this technology works right and they, they actually do this right. And steam is uh, trying to really come forth and spearhead this uh, along with, you know, Sony has announced it and this and that, but really if they bring this to the masses and it's expensive, it's like 800 bucks. It's fucking crazy. Like I don't have that kind of money to spend, but down the road, I really feel this could be just as groundbreaking as like cell phones and the internet, like in time. I I really feel that's that's the kind of innovation we need in the industry. Cause obviously this generation it's starting to prove that people might be getting just a bit tired of just that small graphical leap right. every single that time we, you know, we need that we need that innovation like full immersion in your own living room like totally. that just sounds amazing to me and it's been it's been shitty john can attest it's been fucking mm-hmm. shitty i've been up burnt until by it point. man i've been burnt by it yeah so and those, are, but those are growing pains though i mean think yeah, of it like this every are. technology every technology every upstart every new idea kind of has to go through that phase where it's gonna it's gonna stumble more often than it walks but right. eventually they will get it right and i think anyone who wants a new technology to fail i mean they're obviously being very short-sighted that's how i look at it yeah i i wanted to do well because i i love the fact that i think it needs to evolve. I mean, we need to get, totally, like we yeah. talked about before. I mean, that's good for gaming. We need something different, something fresh. Well, think of it like yeah. this. I mean, pe- people wrote off the original iPad saying it's a stupid idea. You know, it's just a big yeah. iPod. What the hell would you need that for? And now that's become the gold standard. I yeah. So I play my, I use mine every single day. Like, I don't think I can, well, I could live without my iPad, but let's just say that that's like my most used media device yeah. within the past few mm-hmm. years. It's amazing. Exactly. Innovation really pushes things forward. And I think, you know, the Connect and the Wii, uh, sorry, not the Wii, the PlayStation Move, we could look at them as failures but eventually they're going to refine that technology and eventually it's going to lead to something bigger. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's going to be stumbling blocks along the way, but I mean, I'm excited to see what VR can do and you know, yeah, it might be a gimmick. I mean, maybe the Oculus Rift will not do so well. Maybe these other ones will kind of stumble, you know, along the way, but I think we will eventually get to that point. I think this is the good step that we're taking now. I want a developer or a company or, or somebody to take charge of this who has um, a ton of money and a, a big reputation to hold like valve you know like, like facebook like facebook yeah exactly you know like these people to where they they almost have so much money invested that even if it takes a ton of money to to make it not fail they'll make it right and do it you know like i i would love to see um and that's why i'm excited for like steam vr and all that sort of thing in the htc vive and like that's that's the brand they're pushing for you know whatever reasons intents and purposes that's what they're they're pushing and and like i can get down with that 
of course, you know, by the time you're all said and done, I'm sure it's like a thousand bucks. So that I'm not down with at this point. But at first, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, down the road, who knows? It's like Blu-ray players, like you know how much they were when they first came out. Shit, man. I hope in six, seven years I'll be finding those in Goodwills, bitches. You yeah. probably will be, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. But it's true. That's it's a good topic, I think, because I mean, VR is kind of like the next kind of hurdle we're jumping with gaming, and you know, a lot of people are really excited for it. I'm seeing a lot of YouTubers and a lot of people I follow who are actually getting their you know Oculus Rifts right now. So, mm-hmm. and they're speaking very highly of it, and you know that that has me very intrigued. Again, I won't be able to use it personally, but I like to see where it's going. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Cool. Star Wars. We actually believe it or not, as a podcast, we never talked about episode seven yet collectively we talked about battlefront and the time leading up to it but we never actually talked about episode yeah. seven yeah right mm-hmm. well let's start with how many Blu-ray. times we've each seen it theaters i thought four jason i just saw it once man i wanted two but only could do one once for me as well i saw it three times in theaters and then i just watched it uh last night at home Okay, Did so you watch any of the bonus stuff, Pete, on Blu-ray? Like uh, not yet, because I'm waiting to watch it with others. So. Some deleted scenes. I was actually really surprised to delete, that they released that. So no, soon. No, no, wait. What? We got to be careful here. No, no. I'm just saying I'm surprised okay. that Disney released deleted scenes and all the bonus material first. You know, usually they wait. Like Lucas would have waited, you know, two months and released the special stuff later, so people buy two copies. Because yeah. you know? I remember originally, oh, yeah, they yeah. weren't gonna include any kind of bonus i mean deleted scenes in the original uh blu-ray but it's kind of funny. there's a special edition at target that apparently contains contains 20 minutes of bonus content okay so here's my thing with that i went to target originally to get it because i'm like oh of course i want the extra 20 minutes i get there and i pick it up it's in like a flimsy paper case Ooh. that looked like garbage and i'm like oh, this is I, I actually just left target and went to walmart because they had a special uh, bb8 cover and I love BB-8. So I went all the way. I left Target. I went all the way to Walmart just to get it for the uh, the BB-8 special edition cover. Sans the 20 minutes worth of bonus footage. Okay, so, so wait. So, John, yeah. you saw it mm-hmm. four times, and then you saw it again on Blu-ray. Once on Blu-ray, yeah. Okay, and Pete, times. you saw it in theaters three times, and once on Blu-ray already, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay, well, John, you don't have to talk about the bonus features so that they can see it, but I do. Well, there's a really cool, like, boob, like, you know, like, uh, Ray, Ray's boob comes popping out. That was a cool delete. A little scene. wardrobe malfunction. Can you guys hang wardrobe. on? I got to go to Walmart real quick. <laughs> Shit. You hear Jason's car driving off, like, <laughs> not going to lie, man. I mean, she's, how old is she, she's, by the way? She's, she's probably like too young for Early 20s, actually. She's okay, so we can talk about it. Okay. Yeah. Shit, I don't know. Okay, so Chris Hansen will not break down your door with this. Huge yeah. Star Wars fan, you know. You guys know this. I'm a huge yeah. Star Wars fan. Shit, I got my own channel, my own website. Yeah, devoted Star Wars. So, where I rank Star Wars movies, I would still go with my favorite movie, Empire Strikes Back. Second favorite would be A New Hope. Third, Return of the Jedi. Fourth would be A Force Awakens. Fifth would be uh, Phantom Menace. And um, did I skip one? Where am I at? Sixth. Shit. Yep. Well, you missed uh, Attack of the Clones and um, the Revenge of the Sith, isn't it? Oh, okay. No, no, okay. So Revenge of the Sith would be fifth on my list. Mm-hmm. Sixth would be a Phantom Menace, and seventh would be uh, Attack of the Clones, my least favorite. Yeah. So I agree. This, I would agree. Be like, this would be like fifth on my list. It would be the middle of pack as far as Force Awakens go. Like, people loved it, and it's a great movie, but it's a reboot of A New Hope. 
I felt there was too much like how many times do we need to in a spoiler for those who haven't seen I, I, I mean if people haven't seen it at this point yeah, bad. spoiler alert. yeah that's fine uh, but like how many times do do we need to destroy a Death Star or some type of death machine like that you know like three times really well, I mean, it, it, fo- it follows it almost exactly i mean they hide yeah. these plans well in this case with uh episode seven it's how to find luke skywalker they hide it in a droid you know right. very reminiscent of a new hope where they hide the death uh the death star plans in r2d2 right so yeah I, I don't have i don't hold too many i mean yeah the similarity similarities are very striking but i don't hold that too much against it because let's not forget the prequels and how hated those were. So I think JJ Abrams kind of felt a need to sort of reconnect with the old fans that maybe stopped liking Star Wars because of the prequels. And he's like, you know what, let's just go back. Let's kind of just do a rehash of a new hope. And so be it, you know, different characters, different stories, somewhat. I think it was a safe approach, but it was a smart one because that's a classic Star Wars story right. that a lot it's of people enjoy. It's what the fans what wanted. The fans exactly. wanted. Yeah. If you now, think about granted, episode eight is probably not going to follow any of those same guidelines. Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a different director overall. I mean, when I saw episode seven, I mean, I knew, of course, J.J. Abrams, he's all about fan service. And, you know, we knew leading up to it that it was going to have a lot of the stuff that Star Wars fans wanted because, of course, it had Han Solo, it had Chewie. You know, it had Skywalker in it, so it was very much the continuation that we wanted, and we got to conveniently forget about the prequels. That's kind of how I look at it. I love the characters. I like Finn. I like Ray. Yeah, I Ray's like also. Yeah. I, like, I thought I the like casting Poe. was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Incredible the characters I liked, except for Ca- Captain Phasma, was one of the biggest disappointments I've ever. Oh my god, seen I agree. Yeah, yeah. Because you go to the stores, you see nothing but Captain Phasma. This Captain Phasma, that, and but you watch the movie, and you're like, what the fuck? She's hardly in it. And when oh, she and is, she, she doesn't fire a freaking weapon the whole movie. She doesn't do anything. She just says, like, two lines of dialogue. What do they do with her? Like, they're in that room. That they leave her off when she lowers the shields on the, uh, the Star Killer base or whatever. And Right, but then they, like, they joke around like the story in the garbage trip, but they don't actually show it. They happens. don't show it. They don't show it for a reason, probably, because, you know, they want to, in episode eight, they're going to show that she got off of the, the planet, you know, with with, uh, you know, the most important characters, and that's that. They're obviously going to bring her back. There's no way they're going to. Were you guys surprised that they killed off Han? Here's I here's wasn't. my thing. I I wasn't I wasn't that surprised because you can see it coming from a mile away once they start setting that scene up. And I know that he hates Star Wars, so I was not surprised. Yeah, that yeah. He was basically like, like, "Hey, I'm you better done. kill me off." Yeah, exactly. But here's here's the weirdest thing, right? I didn't really feel emotional or anything when he died. I was like, "Oh, okay." I think because his relationship to Kylo Ren was never established. Like this is a relationship between the two characters that we never got to really know. So I didn't like, if it was like fucking Luke killing Han, I would have been like tearing up, right? Mm -hmm. Something, some crazy plot twist like that. But just, Mm. I expected to like tear up because I do get pretty emotional with like stuff like that in movies where major characters are killed or whatever, you know, the dog dies, you know, that kind of shit. But (laughs) I didn't feel really any emotion. Right. when he was killed and I, I didn't know it was coming you know it was you know it was really just harrison sitting there saying please change the script kill me off i'm ready to be done i don't know it might be an unpopular viewpoint but i didn't really feel like han was that impactful in the in the force awakens i mean you know, obviously he was there for fan service and everything and he was there for obviously his you know emotional connection with uh, princess leia who now is obviously a leader but i mean i don't know like he didn't feel like a big presence in this i mean he was obviously you know there but i don't know like i didn't feel anything when he died like similar to pete like i mean i didn't really kind of have that reaction that i think a lot of other yeah. people had i think a lot of it's just to do with like like pete said not the, the connection wasn't established with mm-hmm. kylo ren and han solo 
Uh, well, what well, what you what you think of Kylo Ren? I mean, he was an interesting villain. He, I like him a lot, actually. I, I really like the dynamic of he has this tension between the light and the dark side, and that he isn't this almighty, like, powerful character, which some people don't like because you know, with Darth Vader, when you saw him in the films, you, he just always had this presence of power, and you you feared him. Whereas Kylo Ren, from the audience standpoint, it's like, well, why should we fear him when he can't even take down, you know? Well, he's human. He's human. Yeah. I mean, to, to me, that's what kind of humanized him, at least because he's obviously got that conflict within him where yeah. he's going back and forth between the sides. And he's probably the most relatable villain. He's kind of like a tragic hero in some ways. Yeah. It's, it's weird. I felt that he was sincere. Like when he was with Han Solo, I felt like he was struggling. Like he wasn't bullshitting. I thought he was like really sincere. Like I'm mm-hmm. like, he's crying. He's like, I'm, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do. And I don't think he was bullshitting. I think he was actually sincere in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I like, love that dynamic of not knowing yeah. where this character is going to go. Like episode nine, he might be like standing side by side with Luke. Oh, like a Jedi master. Call it out now. That's exactly what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think really? it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's definitely going to go to the light. Side. Absolutely. But They've before he's killed off, he's, he's going to defeat like uh, some major villain. Of it's going to be a huge battle. Yeah, exactly. Who do you think Snoke is? Snoke? Do you think he's Plagueis? Uh, yeah. I really, that's the one character I didn't really care for. The whole CG, and if you guys don't remember, Snoke is like the big, huge hologram yeah. that's sitting on the throne that you know Kylo Ren and uh, what's his oh name? yeah, report to. Uh, I, I just didn't buy his character. I mean, Andy Serkis seemed kind of put to waste in his role in that character. Maybe in the next movie he'll be better, but in this one, I wasn't feeling it. But there's like theories that he's Darth Plagueis, right? Like that he, like, yeah, he, he goes back. He's like the Emperor almost. I think. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, he's supposed to be the master of the Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if that's who, if if we were to believe he's Darth Plagueis, then that's who he would be. My my theory is Ray is Luke's daughter. Oh, of course. Yeah, a lot of people have said that. Yeah, no, they're they're. Because I mean, his, unless his they're going to throw us for a loop. But come on, his lightsaber called her. Yeah, something called yeah. her. Here's here's how I know <laughs> that it's his daughter. Because if you remember in the Kylo Ren interrogation scene with Ray, he's reading her mind, and he's like, "You see an ocean and an island. I see it too." So the fact that she has seen a vision of an island before she's even found Luke tells me that like she's connected to him in some way because she sees right. this island, which is where Luke is. Well, it's like, it's like a, it's like how Luke feels like Leia's his sister. I mean, it's kind of a repeat of that little trope from the earlier movies. Who's I would love. I would love if she's not Luke's daughter, though. Mm. Like I would love to just have them throw this huge curveball. But who else can it really be? Who's a mother? That's what we don't know. Yeah, who's, who Luke's yeah. fucking? Luke, Luke saved the galaxy. He could have had any Poonchachi wanted. So <laughs> mm-hmm. who knows? You know, in the, say, marry, was, in the books, he marries Mara Jade, and well, they, they throw they, that out the window. Yeah, they throw all that shit out the window. Yeah. Uh, you know what character got the lightsaber up the ass in this episode, though? Hmm. Fucking Yoda. He's dead. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. He died in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Exactly. So why in the fuck, when I go to Target, are there Yodas all over the place? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Hello. Okay. I'm what sorry. the gotta... fuck? Guess what? Oh, Guess what? Oh, no. They were like a hundred bucks too. And you know what? Like a month Here's later, I walk through, they're like 30 bucks. They cannot sell them. People are walking through like, what's this fucking green doll? Who okay, is this green doll? There's okay. rumors though, Jason, real quick. There's rumors that Frank Oz, who's a voice of Yoda, uh, is in the UK right now where they're filming episode eight. Oh, really? uh, there's speculations that Yoda may appear in spirit form 
in the next film. Oh, I would not doubt that. Wow. Okay. You, you, know, you know, it's interesting with Yoda, too. I mean, they brought him back for merchandising purposes because I was in an Asian market last weekend. And I saw a bag of Mandarin oranges with the BB-8 <laughs> on the label. It said Star Wars. Oh, I would have so bought that. For fucking oranges. Mm-hmm. And for green grapes, it had Yoda on the label. They've gone yeah, ape shit on the merchandise. Literally, you, you could put fucking Star Wars on a loaf of bread and people will buy it. Women's makeup. They have oh, Star yeah. Wars. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it was like... Uh, L'Oreal or some bullshit, you know, mm-hmm. Star Wars makeup for women. I just, I just want lightsaber condoms that glow in the dark. That's all I want. Dude, that'd be awesome. The merchandising can end there. <laughs> well, let's just say that if you're, you know, you swing the other way, you might have some fun with your partner with her <laughs> lightsaber battles. <laughs> okay. Exactly. Dueling in, the, dueling in the dark. There is dueling actually, in the dark. I there love is it. A, there is a company that's a actually force. There's actually companies that manufacture Star Wars sex toys. So there's a lightsaber. Oh, we talked about that. That Ulia doll, that that real girl. Oh, it's real real doll, John. Real Real doll. doll. Yeah. Real doll. Yeah. But but there's like, oh, yeah, that that, uh, that one from Jabba's Palace or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so you can pick different, like, characters? Mm hmm. Yeah. Really? So if you want like a Sarlacc pit, you know, down below, you can. I was kind of hoping to see Carrie Fisher in, in the Jabba's suit again at 60 something years old who would stick their dick in a sarlacc pit that's what i want to know <laughs> i mean all kinds i get it you'd but. still fuck her well here, here's my number one complaint with uh force awakens is that every other star wars movie or any big blockbuster movie for that matter always has like at least that one standout moment where you're like i can't wait to go see this movie again because i can't wait to see that one scene force right. awakens for me didn't have any one scene where i'm like i can't wait you know even phantom menace had one with the freaking darth maul duel yeah you know? pod racing scene yeah or the pod racing you know a new hope had the cantina or just like there's all these you know hoth yeah. uh even attack of the clones with the yoda battle at least that right was, right right Right. Uh, whereas this, everything kind of felt like all those moments where they tried to amp it up. Like I felt like that moment should have been when they were on the, the I guess we'll call it the green planet. Cause they never say what it is in the film, but it's, it's in the, the lore or whatever, but you know, where they go to the cantina place for Maz mm-hmm. and then, you know, they have the battle there where, uh, between the resistance and the first order mm-hmm. uh, where they're like, Oh, here comes the resistance. And then they fly in in their X wings. I felt like that should have been like the one awesome pivotal scene in that film. Where there, I can't wait to see. I don't want to say because I don't want to spoil it for you. But the, one of the deleted scenes is a racing scene that they deleted it from the movie. Which is like, why the fuck would they delete that from the movie? Well, I guess I'll have to wait and see it. But racing that sounds awesome. Yeah, there's a racing moment like where it's like Finn and Ray. They're on like this, and they're racing. And it's almost like the a very similar to like the uh, speeder bike scene in, in Return of the Jedi very reminiscent of that i'm like why would they delete that shit from the movie that that would have been awesome in 3d you know it's just well uh, here's a qu- here's a question pete because i mean obviously you've been a long time star wars fan like the rest of us but yeah how how is it possible that maybe the reason why there weren't those wow moments in the force awakens is because you know you've been reading up on the star wars lore you've been so exposed to all the backstory of everything there wasn't really anything that could surprise you you kind of saw the big twists coming well, I, I, I tried to remain spoiler-free as possible from Force yeah. Awakens. So, I mean, I didn't look into um, theories. I didn't watch those videos where it's like, oh, this is what I think is going to happen, Force Awakens. So I, I, ran in, I went in, like, really as blind as possible, and I still felt kind of empty inside. Like, I felt like the only moment that came close is, like, the big uh, Ray scene where she force pulls the lightsaber and battles with Kylo Ren. Yeah. But even that isn't like I'm dying to see it again, you know? 
see for me there were no real wow moments but for me that's okay i mean like i love star wars and it felt like a throwback yeah totally else. so agree. you know I, i'm fine without the wow moments i think really there's no twist that hasn't been exposed on the internet or talked about or theorized about so I don't know. It couldn't have surprised me, but that's okay. Like I really enjoyed the movie for what it was. And I mean, a lot of people online, and this is what pisses me off about star Wars culture in general is that there's people out there who will, they'll pick apart every little minutia of it and they'll find things wrong with it. Like it's just, oh, yeah, I, I the, love Yeah. Enjoy the fucking movie. That's my, I, I really enjoyed the movie. It, I felt like it was like a very clean, like gloss over the whole movie where everything was done just right. There was, let's just put it this way. There were no moments in the film where I'm like, Oh, they shouldn't have put that in the movie or like, what's this doing here? This is a bad scene. Like the whole movie was filmed and paced incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt like it was missing that one big punch where it's like, Oh shit. I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. And, and maybe in episode eight, you will kind of get that. I mean, we have no idea where the sequel is going to go from there, but I mean, it's interesting kind of, you know, the way the force awakens kind of rejuvenates the series in some ways. So it, the path forward is going to be very intriguing. I, I'm just going to go on record and say that I think that episode eight may just be the best star Wars to date. It's, it's I gonna, really have a feeling. I know a lot of people said that for force awakens, yeah. but I think now that we got the groundwork kind of laid down and the, the character set up, it's going to focus on Kylo. I think, I mean, that's, he's going to be kind of the anti-hero in the next one. I think. What'd you think of the rogue one trailer? It was good. It was different. It, it almost had like a, like a TV show quality trailer to it. In mm-hmm. a way. Well, I know a lot of people are upset that you have another female protagonist and whatever. God, don't, don't, don't start. get over like, yourself. Like Jeez. Ben was saying, like, come on, people, like, there's bigger fish to fry, you know? People, but, people pick the peanuts out of shit over anything. I'm sorry. Yeah, no shit, right? <laughs> Honestly, like, I thought the trailer looked awesome. I mean, it was very CG heavy, but I mean, it, it's the classic Star Wars that we love. I mean, I'm definitely going to see it. Yeah. And, you know, supposedly Darth Vader's going to have a big role in this movie. It's like right before the Death Star plan, you know, it's how they get the Death Star plan. So technically, it is a prequel. So yeah. hopefully we get we get a good prequel this time, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's uh, Forrest Whitaker. It's kind of weird to see him in a role in the movie, but we'll see. You know, I'm not going to judge it until I see it. You know, it's got good so. potential. I think. I mean, yeah. especially if you're into the Star Wars universe and you're into the backstory and the lore. I mean, it kind of fills in some blanks that we've all kind of wondered. Yeah, I mean they show uh, Grand Moff Tarkin, I think, and they show uh, plus they show that uh, what's her name from uh, Return of the Jedi. Uh, Help me out. What's your name? Yeah, oh, Mon Mothma. She's in it. Okay. So, so anyway. But yeah, I'm excited for it. I'll see it opening day. Yeah, I'll be there too. I'm just excited that we get a Star Wars movie every year now. Yeah. I don't give a shit sweet. what people say. The naysayers that are like, oh, there's going to be... Get the fuck... Who the hell doesn't want a Star Wars movie every year? Come on. Seriously, yeah. I mean, as well, long you, as they keep pumping out quality movies, right. I'm fine with it. Well, quality is the key point. I mean, you have a lot of those people. I kind of like them to the comic shop guy in Simpsons. They're sitting in their basements going, Ew, this is not very good. It does disservice to the backstory. I'm like, fuck off. Well, I think Disney's done a fairly good job with Marvel so far. You know, with Deadpool. And yeah. like, uh, you know, so I, I'm, I'm kind of confident that they'll do okay with Star Wars. You know, um, so we'll see. It remains guys see. Yeah. A little off topic here, but did you guys see Batman vs Superman? Oh, yeah. No, I did. I did not. I haven't really been bothered. No, I'm not really a big fan of either. To be honest with you, I mean, I like the Batman franchise, but yeah, it's not for me. You're not missing out on much. I'll just yeah. I'm not a huge superhero fan, but I do go to see them occasionally. Let's just say that that movie was uh, kind of a, a, a snooze fest for most of the. Yeah, yeah, it was a disappointment. What about suicide? Are you hyped snooze to see suit? What about Suicide Squad? Are you hyped to see that? Do you that 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that has a sort of like a darker comedic gritty take on the superhero films. Like I'm not, I'm not well versed in the backstory of the characters or anything in that, but just based on the trailers I've seen, it looks good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jared, Jared Leto is the Joker. He looks pretty freaky. Yeah. Yeah. Where the fuck's oh. the boy? Been asking, where is where is he? Been asking for a long time. Where the <laughs> fuck is he? You're doing your best, Clint Eastwood. There. Yeah. Yeah. Shane. All right. Cool. Well, hey, before we go, guys, I, I do want to plug Game on Expo if we can. Please do. Jason, Jason and I have been working on this. Gosh, for a while now. This is year two. We're putting on uh, Ben, Pete. We'd love to have you come out, man. For sure, you guys, should come down. What's the cool. date on this now? Uh, August fifth through seventh. So it's our second year. We had over 4,000 people unique attendees last year. So it was a good show last year. For our first year, that's awesome. And we're looking to to build upon it. So we just recently announced, uh, just signed our our big headline guest, which we're really excited about. Jason, you want to say who it is? It is the voice of Halo, Mr. Steve Downs. Downs. Yeah. Master Chief. Master Chief. Sweet. We also have the voice of Cortana. She's coming down, and she also voices uh, Jim Taylor. Voices Princess Peach and Toad. Oh, so th- th- that's cool. So we're gonna have kind of a Halo themed show this year. They're our headline guests, so we're, we're excited. Really, so make cool. sure you bring down your copies of Halo to get signed because that sounds awesome. Yeah, I've actually yeah. put a bunch aside for that. <laughs> actually, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'm yeah, not even the biggest Halo fan, but I'd still bring a game down to get signed. Yeah. Yeah, but you know it's just a lot of work behind the scenes, just logistics, and it's been fun for sure. Lots of meetings, yeah. lots of planning, lots of talking. But I mean, after our our first year, it went really well, um, and we were really humbled by that. The community, I I feel like a broken record. I talked to everyone about this, but the whole community really came out. You know, all of uh, Arizona showed up. A lot of people from Vegas and California and further came out. And really showed us love, and we had an amazing show because of it. And we just want to thank everyone that came out and did that. We had great panelists, great uh, YouTube personalities came out, great um, programming and entertainment, lots of arcades, console gaming, tournaments. It was just, uh, you know, honestly, I mean, John, this was a this was a a baby of ours. We've talked about for a long time. So to actually put the wheels in motion and you know put uh, put up a fight for it. It was quite a humbling experience, and uh, honestly, it took me a whole month just to decompress from it. Yeah. Like I, I just I couldn't do anything for like a month after. It was crazy. I've never ever felt that way before. It was very, very it's, amazing. Getting the stress where it's almost like a full. It is like a full time job practically. Just trying to, you know, figure out the logistics. We did a volunteer pep rally uh, this past weekend. We need. We determined we need like ninety to one hundred volunteers to make this thing run smoothly so um just exactly anything from bag checking or bag checking to like you know helping with just logistics the street uh, team and obviously i need like as many av people to help and you know we have just you know our special guests needs i mean there's just so much there's so many little areas you don't think about until you actually see that oh we need help here (laughs) in this area so well, you but. guys really hit the ground running with this. I mean, congratulations. I mean, second year is looking to be really good, too. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Our budget's sniffling more, too, which is nerve-wracking. But, you know, it's uh, it'll be fun. So, 
Uh, it's awesome. The previous ones. Now you know what mistakes you have to fix. Too. Yeah, that's what's sure. really good about it. And you know, we mm-hmm. we've been getting lots of feedback from um, everyone who was there, and you know the. the the people on our Facebook and social media, they, they write in and say this and that. And actually, I mean, our reviews are really good. It's all five star. People are really happy. They, they love it. They've wanted it. And, you know, we, we have been getting some good feedback from everyone, which is great. And we're going to just fine tune it. And now you got the numbers to prove it too, John. Cause I remember last before the convention started for the first time, you were like saying, Hey, we're going to these game stores and you were like, come to our convention. They're like, "Mm, nah, I know shove the numbers in their face. Honestly, last year I would have been happy with like, I think Jason, like we said, like about a thousand people. Yeah. I remember when we, yeah. A conversation we had very early on, we, we looked at each other and gazed into each other's eyes and asked, how many people do you think would be okay? (laughs) Yeah. We, we agreed. Like I would have been happy with a thousand, you know, I feel like that's, I mean, it's hard to judge because we've never done yeah, it. We didn't know, we yeah. know, but it was a lot of word of mouth. People are hungry for it. In fact, we did four times that for the first year. Um, it shows that people are hungry for something like this in Phoenix. So, mm-hmm. and, and we're working with- so hard to put on a good show too. I mean, we, you know, we go to a lot of shows. We know what goes mm-hmm. on at these shows, so we know what works and what doesn't. And so we can put on a good show. We can do it. I mean, there's proof come out to game on. We really work hard to give you guys a full weekend of awesome video game, tabletop card gaming, uh, you name it, all that sort of entertainment. It's awesome. It's by fans fans for fans. I mean, right. It really, it's yeah, that sounds really cheesy, but it really is. It's, it's the truth. I I look forward to making that to Arizona to see you guys. I mean, that would just be meeting you guys alone would be worth the trip. But I mean, seeing the expo would just be amazing. That'd be awesome, dude. Yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And anyone else, if you're interested, uh, azgameonexpo.com is our website. And we also have a a Twitter and, you know, Facebook and Instagram uh, at uh, Game On Expo, azgameonexpo. Check us out there. Yeah. Sweet. It has felt right, amazing to sit here and chat with you guys. It's been way too long. Yeah. Yeah. Can we just, I, I again, I just want to like, I want to extend and give a big hug and to say thank you to everyone out there who is a diehard AGG listener. Like it means a lot to all of us that you're interested in it and you want it and you're curious where the fuck we've been and why the fuck <laughs> is iTunes fucked up? You know, and what, what the fuck, where, where, where we, even though it's crazy and it can get really annoying quickly. I mean, we, we appreciate the support because without you guys listening and telling us we're just a bunch of assholes sitting here. I can't tell you how many people we still are technically. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you how many people told me that, uh, like they, in our absence, they go back and they've been re-listening to like all the past episodes. They're like, "Oh yeah, wow. I, I binge listen listen to Algen Gamers like uh, an episode a day." Yeah, and wow. I'm like, "Damn, mm-hmm. no, no, nowhere to lie." Someone actually reached out to me on Twitter and said they actually in in, our, in the time we've been absent, they've listened to every episode from episode one to episode one ninety eight. Jesus, Netflix uh, ain't got shit on binge watching. Yeah, Netflix <laughs> and chill. Fuck that shit. It's AGG and chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No doubt. Dude, what's the trip is go back to episode one. Oh, God. Evolved. I listen, like I listen, Jason Heine days. So it's like, I, 
I listened to that recently, actually, believe it or not. Did you? Okay. Yeah. It, you know, it, Fumbling over each other and just like. God. I always laugh. I always say this joke because it's always like, John's like, oh, yes, uh, Mr. Peter Dore, you have a very nice collection of video games. I like it a lot. And everyone's like, yes, it's very cool. Nobody swore in the first episode. That was the funny thing. Oh, yeah. That was, that was a rule that we had where we weren't allowed to swear. Yeah. That, that went out the fucking window very fast. <laughs> I think it was because we had a guest on that was just a sailor of a mouth. Oh, right? that was probably uh, Black Dog Seven John. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I remember it was just like okay, well, fuck it. <laughs> I think that was like episode four or five or something like that. And we talk- the, in the early days, you had some great guests. I mean, you had Steve Benway, you had Luke Morris, you had. Uh, I mean, I'm pulling from memory here, but you had so many. It's like a time capsule of the mm-hmm. YouTube days back then, you know. Pretty much any any mm-hmm. major. Any major uh, YouTuber or any major person in the gaming community has has really been on AGG, and I will say, have also gotten their kickstart from AGG. Mm-hmm. You know, just saying. We had Peanut Butter Gamer on our show. That has happened. <laughs> I was yeah. the guest on episode number twenty-four. Yeah, that was my first appearance. Didn't we keep up a tradition with you, Ben, where it's like? Every you double like you'd go from twenty four to forty eight. <laughs> twenty four to forty eight to ninety nine and then I've lost track after that. <laughs> I, I somehow I'm like a fungus. I kind of infected the podcast and I just kept multiplying. I'm looking at our podcast. Episode nine one ninety, we talked about the retro VGS. God, that's another oh, shit. Ep- it's amazing. Well, that's, that's another topic for a whole nother Fuck. amazing yeah, how much has changed. Later. I think we can kind of maybe bury it after our life, you know, but and it's it's a shame what happened with that. Yeah. But looking but looking ahead, we have episode two hundred coming up. Holy I got, like, shit. Shit storm coming up for that. Uh but yes, uh episode two hundred. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, this is this is one ninety nine. Holy shit. I mean, this is a pretty big milestone two hundred coming up. So we gotta plan something for that, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, are we gonna do a live episode? Oh god. All nude, all webcam. <laughs> Just the camera pointing at all of our crotches. Mm-hmm. I mean, it feels like a tradition, right? How the hell could we not do a live episode? I mean, 200 is a huge milestone. It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. So we'll have to plan something for that. I guess we'll we'll announce it on social media when we have yeah, to finalize. Yeah. Please, if you're not, like, if you want to catch a live episode with the chat, which is something else, you know, it's it's quite something else to catch a live episode with the chat than just listening. Um, just make sure you check our Facebook occasionally and Twitter, because I'm sure we'll announce what's going on on there okay we yeah. need to do we need to do live chat live call-ins whatever creates as much work yeah. for jason heine as possible Fuck. <laughs> Dude, maybe, maybe those trivia questions that people sent in like five years ago oh my god oh my god It'd be funny yeah too. i don't even know like I mean, what game will be coming out in april 2010 dude we've been doing this for six years yeah you started we, late, we probably summer. have had those trivia questions for about five years yeah yeah that that doesn't that doesn't sound wrong <laughs> I don't we even know if I can send in trivia questions for us came to, ac- for Jason to ask us or something like that. I came across my my CD of uh, Get Your Whale On that Jason made that we signed. It's just funny. Oh, yeah. sweet. I stumbled sweet. upon that. That's cool. I listened to it. Do you, do you remember one of the big giveaways on the podcast was a copy of Endless Ocean signed by everybody? Yeah, do you know yeah. who won that? Who won that? Billy, wasn't it? The Game Chasers. Yeah, Game Chasers. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Before they were known as the Game Chasers. They, no, what, that was no, the what first was- video they ever did for YouTube was their their entry for our contest and they won yeah yep no wonder i saw it on ebay a month later (laughs) (laughs) kidding i threw it in the trash get in where you fit in (laughs) we have to make it big though it'd be fun to make it big all right well if if we are going to decide to do that then yeah i'll just need to go back and actually take a day and 
I, I need to redo the Algen Gamers, you know, Twitch because everything has changed over there and um it has been quite a long time since we've used that yeah i know because last episode cause... we went live on <sighs> episode 150 i think God, 150 it? yeah actually no we did one more recently i think it was the last episode with metal jesus we did we did a live show was it oh i'm pretty sure that was the last live one i could be wrong about that hmm. i don't remember that actually it's been quite a while. It's been almost a year. I think we did one with the yeah, MLGs. I think we did it right. We did a live one. I mean, it would yeah. only seem right, right? Like, yeah, I mean, episode 200. 200. Okay, so 200. big plan. Big plans are afoot for episode 200, but we won't tell you what they are right now. Yeah, we'll, we'll plan it out. Like I said, all nude, all webcam. That's all I care about. Crotch shot. Yeah. It'll look, it'll look like, like four saggy bulldogs, but it's a week one. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, you guys. Um, yep. Love you long time. We won't yeah, make so you is, wait months for another episode. This is weird. Like, okay, I'm like, just one real, real quick. Episode 194 was Mel Jesus' last episode. That was almost a year to the date today ago. And that was the live episode, right? Yeah. Oh, live, so we've yeah. done five episodes within about a year. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But don't forget, people, I look back on our records. We were releasing an episode a week. Like, we did not miss a week for years. I would say for a solid, like, five years. Four and a half years, five years. Like, when we decided to start slowing down, like, you got to remember, and anybody that's ever done a podcast or tried to do a podcast, especially on the end of people that were, you know, on our end, like, I, I used to do it, and then Jason took over, and then I think Metal Jesus started to take over, but... Like we would swap duties because it's a lot of work to get a freaking podcast out every single week religiously and planning and getting people together. And then we all were, some of us were busy and not here. And then we decided, mm-hmm. well, we still want to do an episode for people. So we do the episode. Then you'd bitch at us for not having everyone there. So we're like, fuck it. Let's just not do it and make it work. Yeah, it's like, so, no matter so, what we're trying, we're trying to, to do what's best, but you know, you can't win. Yeah, I mean, I mean, going forward, I mean, we'll have kind of a system where all the guests will be, all the hosts will be present, and we'll just do, it'll be all killer, no filler. That's kind of how we want to do it. Right. Like, we'll have a schedule, but it's not going to be, like, strict, like, oh, shit, it's Monday, we have to get the episode out, or something like that. Like, it'll right. be, they'll be released in a timely manner, but, uh, you know, if there's a day where we have to reschedule, we got to reschedule. Yeah. Great. Exactly. Well, no, guys, it's been a pleasure recording again. I mean, I can't tell you how much I missed this. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Totally awesome. Just good to laugh and have fun with you guys. Yeah, exactly. I think we, we needed the break, to be honest. For sure. Mm-hmm. But we're back. It was good. Cool. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Have good night, guys. everyone. All right. Cheers. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye.